count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of... Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You have found Daniel Donato's Lost Highway. That lost highway. Yes. Howdy, friends. How are we all doing today? This is the Lost Highway Podcast, the official Cosmic Country Podcast, tuning in from Nashville, Tennessee. And here's a very fascinating idea. A grasshopper in a matter of three to five days through a supreme rush of dopamine throughout his entire being allows said grasshopper, whether it's male, female, one of the many developing genders we have in our society today, said grasshopper turns into a cicada. What a hell of a difference aesthetically and physically a cicada is from a grasshopper. Right? Imagine you go away for a summer and you go back to all your grasshopper friends and you've now turned into a cicada. Holy shit, quite the difference, right? Fascinating. Let's do dopamine. We have dopamine in our in our in our brain. We generate dopamine all the time and we also de- uh, generate a mass amounts of serotonin, some more than others, some less than others. Serotonin and dopamine, that is the thing. Now check this out. What is another animal that goes through a bug that goes through quite a fascinating change, both physically and aesthetically? And that is going to be the butterfly. A mere caterpillar, through going through its chrysalis, going through its individualized process in which it must fulfill its potential, be on its own, and walk its own path, and grow in the way that it must, not having control of how much time that it does, but it simply must go through that chapter of life that life has set forth for it, to turn into a a beautiful butterfly that's an amazing thing i kind of think in some aspects of life we are very similar to these two animals what is fascinating about butterflies is that um in the field that i run in here and right outside of nashville every day there's uh, oodles of of butterflies i don't know if that's official metric measurement but there's a lot each wing on these monarch butterflies looks quite different than the other that means that the, the, the mechanism in which that these butterflies fly and operate and transport themselves from opportunity to the next in life, the way that that looks is actually different from one butterfly to the next, even though they're all the same species. So their wings look different. I think humans' wings look different. And I also think that we go through mass amounts of change both physically, aesthetically, mentally, operationally on all levels through the way that we process dopamine and serotonin in our brain. Now, because we're conscious beings, right? We're sentient beings. We have the ability to control our thoughts. We have the ability to actually generate serotonin, dopamine based off behaviors that we can teach ourselves. We can change the way we are and we can also change the way we fly in this world. If we just go through life, we go through our chrysalis in the way that we must. And if we change our thoughts and if we curate our thoughts to be strong and based in the right morals and to be based in the right operational intention, we can turn from a grasshopper to a cicada. (laughs) Metaphorically speaking, that is, right? really fascinating so i encourage you guys to watch your thoughts i encourage you guys to think positive because it only makes sense to think positive because time is running out anyway 
So you just you might as well place your odds on thinking positive. Also be rational. I sit in this room today, everyone watching the video of this podcast, with 500 vinyl behind me that are all pre-sold from the first Cosmic Country record that just came out uh, three weeks ago. I have no record label, <laughs> right? I'm an independent artist. I, I have no manager of going out and finding money for me. All I have is my work ethic and my thoughts and my talent. And the talent that I've combined with effort to turn into skill and the skill that I've combined with effort to turn into opportunity to communicate with you guys directly, you guys and gals and everyone in between, who, whom of which I really do sincerely love so sincerely much. That is why I'm um, sharing these really uh, vulnerable thoughts with you guys because these are the things I think about while I'm driving around in my Toyota Corolla, which I really hope to one day to turn into a tes Tesla Cybertruck. I know that sounds vain, but I really just love Tesla. Um, here's another really scary fact in case all this positive thought has you guys too happy. Um, Jeff Bezos is now worth $202 billion, which is two Elon Musks. So I don't know what's happening to the world. All I know, though, is that you might as well stay a little bit positive. You might as well watch your thoughts and you might as well rely on the individuality of your wings, my friend, because the individuality of your wings are the things that are going to be the actual mechanisms that allow you to fly from opportunity to opportunity in this life. It is thrive, not survive. My next guest today is one of my dearest friends. I've known him for years, and he's been in the music industry for years, working his ass off. And his name is Mr. Jason Stoltzfus. His story, which is ongoing, is a story of patience, persistence, and positivity, along with just a little bit of right place and right time. I've seen Jason hustling, flipping burgers. I've seen Jason hustling on the road, being gone for six months at a time for minimal amounts of money, doing large amounts of work. But... Through this process, he has found himself touring with the likes of Eric Church, George Strait, Blake Shelton, Little Big Town, every Zach Brown band taking photos and handling huge logistics for shows that are as large as 80,000 people, just record-breaking events. Uh, Jason has been a dear friend of mine for years, and this is my first time experimenting with that format on this podcast, where it's just us, smoking some weed, chilling, talking about West Lang, talking about cars, talking about Michael Jordan, talking about working hard, talking about taking photos for the new Cosmic Country record, just all of that. Uh, did it at Jason's apartment here in Nashville, Tennessee, so excuse some of the noise that you're going to be hearing in the back, but it's truly just two great friends hanging out talking about their life story and where life is going and how life is a little bit crazy right now for us all. Hope you all enjoy it. No further ado, my dear friend, Mr. Jason Stoltz. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. Woo. What's up, dude? Dude. Oh, so that's new? Thank you. Yeah. It's Appreciate nice. the the gift, man. You have to have it. It's very generous. Very Wait, kind. Okay. Um. You know. Do you know strains? Yeah. Is that your thing? I don't know if it's my thing, but I try to to smoke s stuff that doesn't make me too sleepy. <sighs> yeah, because you're doing it. Like you're out there, like you're chilling. You're I'm watching trying. golf. Yeah, we're watching golf, man. It's really uh, <coughs> important stuff, so I can't be super high. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. You're one of the first people that I ever <laughs> smoked weed with. Really? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. That's a long time ago. It was 19. It was five years 
Oh, wow. Six years ago? Wow. I'm sorry for doing that to you. No. But you're welcome. <sighs> well, it's really good. I think that's Tahoe Kush, maybe. Tahoe Kush. It's kind of heavy. That, uh, that, that's one that, it's, yeah, it's, it's a stony one. Whoa. We can get some Palo Santo going if we need to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, man. You're like a beautiful example of the fact of like someone who can smoke weed. Because I hate that fucking oh, archetype wow. where it's like, people like talk about stoners. And they're just like, well, that's not really, it's not like a functional way to live. But yeah. true, like you're yeah, a yeah. hyper successful individual. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. And it's like, Thank you. You're, well, you know this stuff. Um, and it's like. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I try to just stay compartmentalized, you know, focus on, on the road, so to speak. You've been off the road. Well, I have been off the road. Yeah, yeah. Just focus on the, you, you know, road. the roadway. Yeah, Whoa. whatever it is. But yeah, Whoa. I've been off the road. It's been a couple months of just not sitting around, trying to stay busy. But yeah, it's we definitely. We did that photo a, shoot too. We did a great photo Which shoot. We spent some time doing, insane. getting everything ready, and then working on it. But yeah, you're man, an artist cool. at doing. Thank you, man. Do you ever like? Have Thanks. you ever like? You've always taken photos ever since I known you. But yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. That until a couple years ago when you really started doing it. That would be like an actual facet of your creative outlet that's hyper-efficient. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I think it's been a bit of self-realization, too, along the process, being given opportunities. and Like, how'd that happen? Because, like, I know, like, you started touring. Yeah. With, like, a little big town, and you were doing, like, Need to Breathe. Yeah, and man. you were, like, teching, but you weren't yeah. Yeah, yeah. taking photos. You weren't the guy on stage taking photos. And now you are. Right. Like, that dude. Yeah. Um, I just kind of got in the machine of the system when I was young, probably I moved to Nashville when I was 18. Um, and probably t- I wasn't 21 yet. So I turned 21 on the road actually with Me the need to breathe guys. Yeah. Where were you on your, uh, we were in Champaign, Illinois. I like Champaign. Yeah. I think we were playing, um, I forget the name of the place. It was like a little club, you know, like cool little club. Um, those were good days. Clubs. Van and trailer. Yeah. So it was were conversion van. I was driving, Hitting black ice and doing three no sixties and hustling. Yeah, dodging death, you know, along the way. And uh, after that, so that was cool. And then after that, I I was on the road with Little Big Town, and then met uh, the Zach Brown Van guys because they were opening for Little Big Town. They were like in a bus in a trailer opening, and then a couple songs went to radio, and then all of a sudden um, that kind of flipped and. And it was co-headlining. They were sharing the bill because... On the same tour? Yeah, yeah. Within the... I mean, it was a three-month thing. It was like... It was a rocket ship. Hyper it went fast. From, yeah. And we spent a lot of time partying and hanging and playing basketball and... Wow. You know, just having fun with those guys. They're great people. And I got to know, you know, Clay and Coy and Hop and Zach, everybody, all, all the guys, um, just through doing that. And then they kind of... They blew up so fast. They... Gave me an opportunity to come work for him, and then I, um, that was like just, you know, a shot to the moon. It was kind of once in a lifetime. It was cool to watch that become what it, what we all know it to be now. You know, kind of be a part of it becoming what it is. So, I was there for a couple of years, and then, wow. um, yeah, teching, just kind of working. I always had like a, a good conscious knowledge of how to make music and what I could do. I guess in like a support role to to make them. You know, make it more available for them, or make make it easier for them, because you're just facilitating greatness at that point. You're just helping facilitate. Hey, what do you what do you need? How how do you like your shit to be? Like how like how do I bring you value? You know, that's kind of that role. Is how can I make you more valuable? And when when 
the clocks on, you know, when it starts kind of. So, and that's kind of, I found my way into that and then went on to do Rich Robinson and then Eric Church from there. And then kind of, it kept evolving. And somewhere along there, I just always had a camera. I I like to take photos and that was my life and my world. And those were my friends. And you know, you know how it is. It's kind of just life as we know it really. It's weird to actually address and talk about it because it's it's, so cool though. It's, it can be kind of heady, but it's like at the end of the day, it's just doing it's just us waking up and going. Whoa. So after a certain amount of time, kind of, I don't know, a couple people saw the photos and were like, what are these? And great drink, by the way. This whole CBD. Um, yeah, it's excellent. Hydrate is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Island Punch is great. Yeah, so um, I don't know what was I talking about. Yeah, so then some people saw some photos and whatever. They're like, these are your photos. It's like, yeah, these are my photos. And I had a couple opportunities to go just take photos basically on the road and that was it um and that turned into kind of the gigs that i have now which is i've been with george Strait since 2017 and then 17 i I picked up yeah i picked up blake shelton in 2018 and then did that again this year before covid hit did part of the tour and did some shows with george and got to go do some little big town shows and i showed up to hang out um, and just see the show in boston and no photographer was there so i shot a couple photos with this this little guy this little fuji just like the little hip camera so you know it was was, it's cool um to have those relationships and have a lot of over a decade of time spent all over the world with everybody and now to be able to be invited around and kind of be trusted just to document you know i don't like the big commercial like i don't the idea of being a photographer has always been interesting to me because why is that i don't i don't really want to take pictures of like models or shoot um commercial stuff or that's never attracted me really um you know what i mean i mean all these the magazines and all these books and we were staring at photo books all over the living room um greg williams i love he's he's incredible it's a lot of on-set stuff um yeah just all sorts of just wild i like cars i like music and the collection of all this stuff is cool so um just kind of you know, doing whatever. I like the documentary side of that. So that's always what it's been about for me is just capturing the, like the world that I'm in, like documenting the process and the people. And it happens to be like all, you know, our friends, like, you know, I've been able to be around for a lot of your journey, which is really cool. I got photos from Roberts, you know, back in the day. And I was living with my parents. Yeah, man. I'm with my parents now, but still. It's a different situation, man. Yeah. (laughs) Different situation. No, so it was really, it's been really neat. And so, realizing I could move forward and make a career out of just documenting and being a part of the process and trying to be as invisible as possible. But it doesn't happen without you being like, hey man, will you come to the studio? Or hey man, what are you doing? You wanna go grab lunch and then go out, drive out into the country and take some pictures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, actually, do you just wanna, we should just do a whole shoot. Oh, we could do that. Oh yeah, let's do it now. You know, it's like, that's kind of the evolution. Oh, thanks. You took me to a place where I was, I called you and you're like, well, let's do this. You were so stoked. And then the next I was day, stoked. you're like, I got three backdrops coming. Yeah. We're going to do 10 I, I made a couple backdrops out of old yeah. canvas, this old military <sighs> canvas from Matt and Carrie that I got years ago and found, you know, at Imogene. I found, I found that in the closet and so ironed Imogene it out. Really denim? No, I think the, I think the denim oh. roll might be, I think that is a roll of like scrap denim from probably the mid 2000s or 2010s whenever they were doing a neighborhood sale or something. Mm. But from the same 
lot of stuff. I got that old military canvas that we shot on. It's like all blood stained. And actually, I don't know if we took any photos on that. Take any photos? Well, that'll have to happen. We'll, we'll do one because that's like uh, I took a few of Sam on there a couple weeks ago. Went out to see Sam Tenez and took some of him. And oh so yeah, same, same type of thing. Just an old friend, like great guy. And it's like, yo, let's catch up. You want to snap a couple photos? Like, yeah, man, I'd love to. So it's cool. So well, it's just about the hang, really. I mean, we just literally sat around and talked, and I think. I pulled the camera up a couple times and it's like, here, sit. I like that. Sit there. And then we're done. Taking, we just keep talking. So, I mean, I think I've already snapped a couple of you already sitting that's there. That's the thing, right? Just because we're just living. So that's what it's about for me. It's never been about um, being a photographer, really. It's just no, I happen to capture the, I always want to capture the life that we have. And it's you, cool. I'm sure you've observed people who are like outwardly ambitious like that. They're like trying to conquer that perceived thing. Yeah, no doubt. And it's like, you've had enough time to see that, I'm sure, work. Yeah, yeah. It'll work. Also not work for people. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, if that's it's your like, thing, that's cool. Crazy. You know, I think that it comes, some people, it's very natural to them just to be open and outward. Like, you're, yourself, like, it's very, your, your thing is very much just an overflow of who you are. It's very genuine. It's very natural. There, I mean, it, it doesn't like, come, uh, it doesn't. And I'm not saying you don't work for it. You work your ass off, but it comes very organically to you. And I think that every piece of content you make and the music on the other side is receivable and enjoyable because it's just a genuine, it's a reflection and an overflow of yourself, you know? So it's like, like what you're saying, seeing that in other people where they actually have to really manifest it um, and outwardly project who they are and what they do. And especially, you know, this age of social media, wild to see that it's wild, wild to see like people that i know who they put themselves online it's like that's the funny thing like yeah. the people <laughs> who are in the creative community that like know other creatives and to see the version of themselves that they display on the internet yeah wow and it's like that's a wild dichotomy to be to be a part of and to see because i contribute to that too obviously yeah but how do you how do you view it because i mean it's I it can be your peers like, or I look at myself as like a serotonin dealer. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. If I can just give somebody my own version of Daniel serotonin, yeah. I'm absolutely fulfilled. That's amazing. And it's like, that's what West Lang does. Like it makes oh, you wow. feel like West Lang. Sure. Doesn't feel like a cheeseburger, which also gives you serotonin. It doesn't <laughs> feel like George Clooney. Wow. It feels like West Lang. And it's like, that's like a beautiful thing that a, a humans have the ability to do is like we have the ability to take nature's tools and add our own thumbprint to them. Yeah. That's incredible. And like I think Eric that's Church, like that is oh, an, wow. a proprietary lightning bolt. Yeah, you're right. Like that it's feels a lightning like bolt. Eric Church. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one of the only places I've actually tangibly felt something. Um, being, yeah, here you go. Being in, being in that arena and that atmosphere. Uh, it's like, you know, like you walk into Disney World or some shit like that. Like for me, submersive. It, you walk in and you actually feel it. That's You're like, whoa, dream. man. You know, I, I walked in. I remember walking into Augusta National where they play the Masters. You know, that's kind of like a. I'm a big golf guy, as you know, and that's the mecca. I mean, if you ask anybody, that's the place. It's that's the it's, place. Oh, it's it's wildly uh, mysterious, wildly exclusive. You know, you you don't go there unless they want to have you there. And even tickets for the, you know, and that that's just in general. But then the you need some more of that? the tournament, um, you got a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do need some more. Can you grab yourself? <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I sure bought some. No, it's all good. I, I've got some stashed up there. We'll just have to grab it. I got some at the house. I don't know what it is, though. Really? Just like that kind of thing. I can't wait till weed's that legal. Where you know exactly what it just is. just know exactly what it is. Yeah. My friend who grows it, he says it's this, but I don't know if it's that. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. It's like, yeah, this is that. I'm just like, well, you. I know, right? But yeah, man, being around Eric, it's like, that is a dream, I think. And, and any big thing, too. I mean, the being around Little Big Town, they, they have an energy to what they do. Being around... Whoa. Um, being around Zach Brown Band, those guys, they, you know, they had a real energy to what they were doing, and, and that's kind of why it became what it is now. You know, it's because that energy was palpable. It's in the music, it's in the... And it's kind of like we're some of the other stuff we were talking about before about it becomes it's what goes into the music you know or in the image it's not a what do you pro- mean it's not a projection it's just an overflow of self like you put so much genuine you put so much of your genuine self into it you're real you're honest you're humble and you just go to work every day you know I think there's a lot of people that don't understand um, that a lot of these people are just going to work like you're going to work every day <sighs> Whoa, that, whoa, what do you mean by that? No, 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 it's, it's, like, it's, not, it's not deep. It's not a thoughtful thing. It's just a very basic thing. It's like you are going to fucking work. When you wake up and you make your, ten, you know, your morning sounds, yeah. right? And then you do the rest of your thing. You have your schedule. Yeah. You have your social media time. We're doing this. Yeah. You know, we're hanging. We're going to go work on photos. We're going to actually sit at the computer yeah. and dig through shit until we find what we want to shoot. You're going to go in the studio and write. Whatever, the, whatever it looks like, right? That's you're going to work every day. You're punching your card. Like if you're if you worked in a cubicle, and you went to school for finance, that is the equivalent, right? Now it's a lot sexier, and it's a lot like to some people that you're an artist, right? And that you're a, an incredible you you specifically a, you know generational like player, and, and and you have a voice that's very distinctive. But you're just going to work. You know, you're waking up and doing what's passionate to you. You're going and punching your clock and investing your life like in the things that are important to you. Would you invest your life like you do dollars? Oh yeah. Via the currency and time. Of dollars. You know, and think right. about everybody. I mean, my dad sells real estate, right? So every day, what are you, what are you doing, man? Oh, you want to get breakfast and then I got to be I got a meeting at 10. Um, and then I'm going to go walk through a new build at 1 and then I have an inspection at 4 and then awesome. I've got another meeting at like 6 and then I'll go home for dinner, right? That's a day in the life he's going to work. So it's the same equivalent for you or for me who are, what are you doing? I got to get on the bus at 10 and then we got to ride to wherever, you know, to do an afternoon thing. And then we're getting off the plane and we have to actually go get directly on another plane to fly. Like, I mean, I think I told you this story like a couple, this was a year or so ago. We did, um, played Safeco Field in Seattle with Zach. Wait, is that a, what's that? That's a, that's a baseball field where the Seattle Mariners play. Yeah, so it was just nuts, right? Nuts. So we go out there. And we actually go see a Seahawks football game the night before, then play at the baseball stadium the next day. Oh, so get they done in a day? Uh, no, so two different stadiums. Two different stadiums. Yeah, I think it's like a three-day build actually. Those big G3 stages, as they call them. What's um, a G3 stage? It's just like the model of that stage that they use. It's like oh. all the big steel. Like when we saw the Stones at LP Field, or if you see Taylor Swift. I remember, you and I went to go see the Stones. Yeah. Remember, it was so loud that our beer. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Oh wow! I remember that just being incredible. And Ronnie was playing pedal steel. It's like whoa! Whoa! Ronnie's playing pedal steel. And we were so high. Yeah, we were very stoned. We were smoking joints in the crowd. We were smoking joints in the crowd, and we went and had a steak dinner before. Remember that? 
right over here in the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, that was great, man. Oh, that's a beautiful day. Those are good times. That's the Stones, ago? man. Shit. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's that stage. If you see anybody playing a stadium, that's whatever. That's like the technical term for that shit. But, um, yeah, man, it's a big, big fucking stage. Big, big. That was a big show, man. Remember, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like thinking about all of it now. Oh, it was a crazy time. When do you think we'll see the Stones again? You think this whole COVID like no show thing is gonna, it's gonna like eat up the rest of their clock or? I wonder. I wonder. I think the Stones will come back. The Stones are going to come back. Remember when the Stones started back up Canada's economy? Was it Toronto? Oh, no way. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was something in Toronto. I wish we had something here looking it up. But it was like one of the three, four big cities in Canada. And apparently the economy was either shut down or, or really bad. And the Stones came back and did benefit concerts. No way. To start it back. I didn't know that. Let's talk about the power of music. Starts back the economy? Well, it's, like, yeah. It? Shit. There's a lot of revenue, man. Whoa. People traveling in, hotels, yeah, so flights, yeah. merchandise. What's so funny is like, it's crazy. Have you ever thought about this where it's like, all of our friends are like these creatives, but like you have had like the most uh, clocked time in oh, wow. like proximity of like radiation zone wow. to greatness. Yeah, it's been weird. I think that's something I wanted to know early on which is why maybe I didn't invest in some of like the personal endeavors early is because I saw that I had opportunities to invest in things that were timeless oh not yeah not that it was for myself but um or that that wasn't for myself because obviously that's personal it's part of the career it just Mm -hmm. feels feels like part of the wave like feels just living you know not really consciously attacking anything you know or going for anything it was just like I'm here and this is kind of what I do and I'll just keep doing it. Next thing you know, a decade is logged. Yeah, it's been kind of one thing after another. I guess it seems like I've been really, really, really lucky. Um, but I wanted to go. I wanted to go learn and go see. And I wanted to know. You know, I didn't want to hear about or hype. Like, like we've talked about this when you I saw you a couple years ago. I'm like, what are you doing? What you, what's up? What'd you do today? I bought a van. You bought a van? Yeah, oh. I booked a tour. I bought a van and a trailer, and we're just going on the road. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I was like so stoked because no one has the balls to you're, do that. You're one of the first people to tell me that too. Dude, no one does. Like, you know how many people are sitting, just moved to town, and they've got something on Music Row, and they're writing songs every day, showing up, and they're like, I'm not getting in a van. Like, I'll go play Joe's at Rosemont or something because I'm on a bill, and, you know, it's it's that place kind of has a rapport, and it's badass. It's cool. You know, Did you hear about Joe's, Joe's and Rosemont? Or, Joe's and Rosemont, I mean, Joe's on weed, really. Um, the first one. No, what about it? Oh, they got looted. No, no way. Might not even reopen. Oh, I've seen, fuck. I play, I've opened for Randy Hauser there, but that should be right. Oh, no. Like, See what I mean? What a great bill. What a great... And incredible shows. people. Really. Two different shows. Incredible music. Here. Yeah. And, and, and they're doing shit. And so it's like, that's an opportunity to go, right? But you, you build you build a whole... You've built a whole thing out of it by going to see the people, taking it to the people. You know, something that's I admired about Eric is... Early on, people wouldn't play him. You know, I remember there were some guys, there were some radio guys in Chicago. I ended up hearing the story where they they didn't play, they didn't play his music. It Are you serious? Yeah, they wouldn't play What's it. What's the deal? Why not? Well, I, I don't know. And it was early on. Um, like and they were like, "You're a bar band." Uh, it was like it wasn't drink in my hand. It might have been right before Chief. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely before Chief. Because you know that's when everybody got on board. Um, 2014 yeah. is when it got weird. It started getting weird. It started getting nuts. And only six years later, you're in a universal love. And dude, it only took two. 
Like you could feel it in 14, you could feel it. Um, oh yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like that's one of the you know being around the Aerosmith stuff a little bit. That shit is an energy, and being around like like a GNR is the same, but it's not even Aerosmith level to me really. Like the ACDC stuff, being around that, that's all with Tyler. Right? Yeah, yeah, hanging out with Tyler, just just being like whatever you, y'all need, I'll come hang and help and Beauty. and just be around and ended up shooting tons of photos and getting to have a lot of really fun special times with those guys they're they're just they're yes. monsters you know that was when i first saw you as oh a yeah person oh really i was it was 2009 oh no shit i, and didn't know I that. saw you you were in tyler's band yeah different bass player yep and caleb yeah man and you guys opened up for joe Hanamasa. oh wow no shit yeah it was like the second concert everyone went to Really? Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think yeah. if I remember that. I don't know if I remember that. Different people, then. different lives. Yeah, it would have been like, yeah, 09, right? 09. Wow. We are different It's a different life. Humans, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's so cool to still have friends, people that you've actually gone on the journey with. Wow, wow. Um, yeah. Just riding the wave, you know? You're, it's, that, it's that state of flow, man. You've always done that. And it's always yeah. been such an admirable thing where it's like... Oh, wow. Thanks, man. You can just go. I've even, like... We've even... We were hanging out years ago when things were so down. When yeah, yeah. things were the worst they Dark did. times. Right? Dark. But you were still flowing. You thanks, were still, man. You never stopped hustling. Certainly, it doesn't feel... It, the, the hustle, for sure. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like the flow all the time. You know, but Isn't I think that that's when you're defined. You know, it's like the Bukowski thing. You know, how so? It's how well you walk through the fire. That's that's actually you yeah. know the only thing that matters, in my opinion. Like like who you are when things are great. I think that it's more about when life's great and you're and you're being really fortunate because to do the things we have to do, like you have to show up and work. But you have to be really fortunate. You have to really be fortunate and have a few things go your way and be lucky and. Yeah. You know, and yep. and then you have to make good on it. You have yep. to build a legacy or the reputation of a, of of delivering, you know, and being a good person to people. Um, so, and I think sometimes it's more about when you're when things are going good, because like I don't even I'm not I don't even know what the top is. Like, who the hell can even define any of that? It's just about when things are are better than like, man. Remember those times? Oh yeah. Man. <laughs> Thank God, you know, thank God it's not like that anymore. Like, dude, I can, I can pay my mortgage and I can actually eat today. And, you know, like, what, you know, it's like when the times you're like, man, you want to like, you want to split a pizza or some shit, you know, or like, hey, how much weed do you have? Like, oh, I just bought some weed. Come hang out. All right, I'll smoke you out when I can afford to buy some more. Like, those are real times. Like, it's thankful, you know, I'm always thankful, but it's important to be thankful and recognize when it's not that way. Because it can all flip, especially doing this shit, doing this for a living and being... You know, you never know. Look at this. COVID. Boom. Boom. Done. Two a year. Weeks. Three weeks. I, I mean, three weeks. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like, okay. And, and like we've talked about it, now. it's going to be a year from now before we're really, really back to full speed. Not, not even full speed. It'll be years until it's full speed, but it'll be a legit year, probably April or May of next year, 21, before tours begin to trickle out again so now you're thinking about a lot of people who have built livelihoods yourself included yeah a decade or more uh, on the road and you know and that's where i make the bulk of my living is traveling probably 200 days a year just going non-stop like you know if it's you had great plants though for being able to leave your house oh thanks man (laughs) (laughs) i've uh i train them i train them uh 
I don't know if I train them. I just water them. I let them get kind of dry. Watering is training. Well, I guess I just mean like I, I don't give them a lot so that they don't need a lot. Those plants need water. There's a that's a legitimate <laughs> source of, of connection. You know, the first time I uh, I don't know if this is like a mushrooms show. Oh, I just did mushrooms. Oh, really? Two weeks ago. Oh yeah, we or talked the, about the that. Weekend. I forget when it was. Three weeks ago. Four yeah. Weeks, three weeks ago. And it was, it was great. It was great. It was. Um, this it was the second time I did them. It was really scary. Oh really? You didn't tell me that the first time. You just said it was great, man. Remember, we took photos less than a week after that. Oh, it, it was great, though. Okay, okay. It was. All right, cool. Ultimately. Cool. Made me realize it was um, like a, the ultimate ego, like a uh, cliche of like, I woke up the next day and just realized everything that I think the world cares about. Say, say I care about something 70% of my day. Odds are the world cares less than 0.1%. Wow. Right? Why, why, why do you think that? Or is that just... In regards to like negatively like holding the hot potato. You know what I mean? It's like, a, like in that vibe where it's like having not arrived, like I had this thought for like the first two weeks of COVID. It was like, I'm such a failure because like I can't support <laughs> myself for the rest of the year. Right. Because I should have been that successful by now. Right. And it's like, we'll take that. And I love how like you asking that question forces me to come up with something that insecure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the just, only way to answer is just, just lay to it out. being honest, man. You gotta be honest. There's a freedom I, I, I think in being honest in small things, and it lets you be honest in big things, like come on. trying to just come accept on. reality. Like the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing. I don't know if you like. He has this master class. I haven't seen the whole thing, but he talks about about truths in life, and some some things in life are objective truths. Political. Personal objective. Objective, correct, yeah. You're and fucking he, with he, Neil deGrasse. And he says, but you know what I mean? But the thing that I really stuck to about that was the objective truth. And it's like your ability to understand, and, and it's like to understand what is objectively true and is not up for your argument. And it, the sooner that you understand and accept and adapt, you will then be able to accept and adapt to other decisions in your life, right? Like if you fight singular, like the earth is round or something, and you know you spend a lot of energy fighting that. Right. There's a certain energy you don't have for something else, but then that's something pretty like scientifically factual in our world. So, what else can, are you going to look at being absolutely factual, and you're going to take question with it and give that your energy, right? So I think being just living in that state of a sub of a conscious like accepting and being truthful with the small things allows you to say stuff like that you'd be like yeah man it's just actually it feels insecure it's like the only thing i can say but it's just being honest and it's just again like continuous overflow of, of like the self like all the shit's kind of gone all the shit's out of the way you can just kind of be and it allows you to accept right the other truths personal truths all right you know all the all that other stuff it can go as deep as you want it to go but it also doesn't have to it also doesn't have to. Which is, isn't that a great thing about a real truth? Yeah, and I think that's the thing about mushrooms is sometimes it takes you too far in there, you know? Oh, it can, you know? It and it, it'll take you in there and like, that's a... Uh... It was Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. my friend just like having the whole situation ready. It was with Nick. Have you met Nick? Oh, of course, yeah. You've met Nick like yeah, he's a great. couple times in the yeah. studio. And outside. Nick's the man. He's great. Nick is like that guy. Nick was the friend in my life I had always needed to meet. Cool. He was like that. He was that guy. But uh, he like set up. He got the mushrooms. We had Zeppelin 
one on vinyl. Oh, wow. Which isn't my favorite Zeppelin record, but it was listening to it on vinyl. Coming at, coming at us, oh, my friend Jake who plays with us on the road, and it was like all of us on the same couch, and it was an absolute mortality shock. <laughs> it was this absolute thing of, like, of, 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 of realizing that. Oh, we got something here? Yeah, you pause? Yeah. You know, I don't know where 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 were Doesn't we? Matter. Doesn't matter where it's we're. It's a jam show. It's like we took a we took a break for like, um, we ran out of weed. Someone came, gave us some more weed, and uh, you know, we were talking <laughs> about our friends. We we're talking about our talking friends. About, but this is the thing that's beautiful. I remember when these friends were talking about when I first met them. I it was the first time in my life I really saw somebody have something that I could never have. Wait, what are you talking about? I'm talking about when you saw what. When you when you when you when you become friends with people who are like massively, massively wealthy. Oh wow! Right, wealthy. right, right. And it's like it's that thing of like, we don't. It doesn't matter. Like now, even five years later, seven years later, I'm really happy for everything I had to work for. Oh, absolutely. Like really fight for. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's 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 what it is. I think that it's about. It's just about fighting. You know what I mean? It's about fighting, and and then the achieving, and then kind of like what we were saying before about you know being really fortunate to have like who knows what the fuck the top is right like you're never you've never arrived like Kobe Bryant I admire greatly and constantly learning always a student right mm. you never you never arrive if you if you arrive anywhere it's probably over why would you arrive somewhere do you think like to, well, I, I think it's if, the, I think it's the mental place of thinking you're like okay I'm here now yeah but like what causes that mind to change because I've noticed that with guitar in some ways but not. But I'm realizing it just in the past two weeks that it's not the way that I thought it was. But for a while, I thought it was a um, a handicapping of genius. Like okay. wow, because everyone has a genius with something. There's just something like everyone has a genius with. They sure. have a, a, a muse that just really clearly directs the way for them. Yeah. And it's like you can just see it because only beauty usually comes from it. Wow. And it's right. Yeah. It's like I thought for a while there that was like. A dwindling asset of mine but I'm realizing now that it was just the way that a wave flows and that it's simply just a different wave it's the same water wow that's pretty good yeah I think you're right and I think it's doing your own thing um, being a rock you know being settled in in that space of like of what your thing is and who you are and, um, wow. that's your pathway it can't be somebody else's it has to be your thing it's but that's heavy, pretty. Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Think about time too. Like talking arrive. about punctuality. It's like that's oh, right. freaking oh, crazy. Right. right. Like that, I'm realizing since COVID, that's the craziest thing. Like time, I had to be like, I was like given like this trust fund of time, like yeah. three months. Yeah. And I realize now, it's like time is the thing. It's the that thing. It's the thing that like makes you grow. It's the thing that you grow by. How efficient you are with it. Yeah. It's the thing that ends you. The great level. Yeah. It can be medicine. It can be, uh, can be. It can be poison. You know, like idle hands or the devil's handiwork. There's some people that don't. They need structure. It's a challenging time to think about our structure of the road, having to almost like reinvent and not reinvent, but in a way of recalibrating time. Like how well, much? I mean, I spend 200 days out of the year on the road. 250. I mean, I'm not. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, just nonstop. So bouncing thing to thing to thing. If if you if you'll have me, I'm I'm coming. So Whoa. I go, you know, many a red eyes, many a 
Friday night, leave the gig at 2 and take a 4 a.m. to wherever and get to the venue or hotel by 8 or 10 and then go straight to the venue and or go wherever, you know, whatever the thing is. And then we'll do a couple more shows and then all right, I'll fly home wow. or I'll drive home or I'll, you know, can I ride the bus? Sure. I just want to go. So understanding how to recalibrate when normally I would have, I mean, I think the last two years it was pretty much a Wednesday to Sunday type of circuit. If I wasn't, yeah, if I wasn't leaving, if I wasn't leaving Tuesday night, I was leaving Wednesday and then I'd be home Sunday. Some days be home Monday and you have one day to turn back around. I mean, it's, it's fun. Well, it is awesome. And then it's February and, and then it's September you know, and you've kind of done a lot of shit and it's been fun, but nothing's really changed. You know, it's how, uh, I don't know. It's just nothing's changed. You know, it feels that way sometimes. Like, I mean, you've been, you've been in here and we're in my apartment and it actually looks like I live here now, but I lived here for a year probably coming and going and all that shit back there. There's nothing, right? There's nothing on the walls. There's like, I have a few more plants. Somehow those are alive still. You have Matt and his art But it feels there. like, oh, yeah, yeah. I got his stuff over all over the place. Yeah, a couple like, of clinch snaps. It's like, There's an Elliot Irwitt picture I just got over there. But no I don't have it up yet. I didn't frame it yet. Um, yeah, oh, just Codiga? all sorts of stuff. What do you say? That's Codiga. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, they gave us... Uh, Damn. That was like a commemorative thing. It was a gift from uh, T-Mobile Arena, like MGM. Oh, fuck. That's awesome. For, I think it was the 25th or the, what does it say? The 20th? Yeah, so the 20th show at, um, we do like a residency with George at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. So we'll do, I think between, normally it's Super Bowl weekend in February, and then we'll do back-to-back. So we do a Friday, Saturday night, and a lot of the times it's based around uh, National Finals Rodeo. So there's a big rodeo competition, um, and the rodeo world just takes over Vegas. And so those shows are really popular. Vegas obviously is a big Super Bowl weekend, so that's a really popular show. Those are fun weekends because we watch the game and then we have shows. You know, we play back to back nights, uh, so it's fun to go do two nights in a row. And especially, I mean, anything I get to do with him is, it's just, it's you know, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Uh, but so that's what that was from. That was our twentieth show at T-Mobile Arena, and I think that's in 2018. Yeah, so it was December sixth, 2018. I think we've, we're up to 30 now. 30 um, shows. Yeah, just at that arena, kind of in the residency. It's called Straight to Vegas. <laughs> that's that chair. That's the chair? That, that's yeah, yeah, that's chair. right. Yeah, and that, yeah. I've got another one hiding back there. You got the same one. Yeah, it's great. Whoa. I forgot about that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a cool chair. It sounds like just a purely magical place. It's pretty special. Like, that's but it's yeah. your job, though. I don't want to, like, yeah. like, there's no point adding wanderlust to things you don't have to add. It's like you said it yeah. straight and real at the start of us chatting. It was like, don't think too much of it. You're just clocking in. Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you think like accepting exactly? That, like that's the thing. It's like I feel like COVID took a part of that away from me, where it was like playing a show to me. Like we had a show this year in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. It was like 250 people. It was the most tickets I ever sold to a show. It was a Friday. It was the fourth week of tour, so like we knew the songs. You're wearing like the same outfit three days in a row. And it's you're like, in it. it's the van. It's yeah. It's the vibe. And you're in that groove. And I remember, it's like, this is all I'll ever need. It's like, because this is, this, like, this gravity in this moment, in this day of life, that's different than, like, every other day. That's different than the days when we're at home. That's different than the days when, you know, 
you wake up at seven and you try to live a normal life and, and you exercise and you, you try to do the schedule out your time, but the thing that actually lets you get to that depth of meaning, like like limestone deep in the ground, <laughs> five layers. Yeah. That only happens on shows. The thing that like COVID fucks that's me cool. up with is like, I don't know if that's true. Like what? I think you can access that beauty everywhere you go. So it doesn't sound like you're fucked up. It just sounds like <clears throat> the uh, the scope is broadened. Like you you understand 100%. the depth of of everything. Even, but that's cool because that's uh, the show is what showed it to you. You know, getting in that flow, going like just picking up and going. All the people that are waiting on a song on the radio to go or feel like they need, you know, I was I was one of those guys like working, writing on the road and doing that stuff like early years and being like, well, I'm gonna, you know, I've been on the road and I've played in bands and that's amazing and I'll, I might do that. I just want to write, but I don't really want to do this and. I'll go on the road and play, right? Like not, and there's a lot of guys that are like, well, I'll do that if I get a, if I if I have something good happen or if I get a deal or, whatever, right? People wait for the thing. You know, you picked up and you created the thing. Like same thing, Eric. You know, he took took the music to the people. It's not about what the radio has to say. It's about what the people have to say. You know, I remember, and like, and that's and that's with anything that you do. And but that's kind of and that's where you find that deep resonance that you're talking about and the ability to see that depth and you can access it at any time. Um, right. I, I remember way back in the day, and this was, this was really cool actually, um, and, me and me and Matt Mangano, who's an, another great friend of mine and I've known forever, and he's in Zach's band now, and we got a chance to work together the last couple of years, and um, I was telling him this story because we were talking about how great their fans are and that you know, it doesn't matter what anybody the club what anybody what club anybody's in you know they don't invite you to their award show or you know you don't get nominated because you know th that's how it works down there you know they it's inclusive exclusive like they kind of pick you know they create categories for new artists sometimes to it's it's very very political and it's very streamlined well a guy like Eric like doing what you're doing just we're loading up we're going to play our songs and everything else is going to come and we were on I'm trying to think. It was one of the first cruises Zach ever did, and we were cruising out. Did like a cruise. It was like Tampa to Mexico, maybe, and back. Who's on cruises? Like for um, oh, it was it was nuts. It was. Um, I think I actually have a playing deck of cards in there that's from the cruise. Um, oh, that's good merch. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, a deck of cards. That's I'll see if I can dig it out of there in yeah. a sec. But. Um, oh, I see them. Oh, you do oh, grab them. Yeah. So anyway, the band's doing a doing a a thing on there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's just like some, some uh, casino cards, yeah. Whoa. So I got I got to make sure I, I like tell you this though because this is cool. Yeah. Uh, Clay says that they're doing an interview about the new album, and they had a lot of uh, success. Like obviously Zach, the first couple albums was incredibly successful, and uh, I think the second album, you get what you give, it just come out and it didn't debut at the way that the first one did. Or, oh. You know, there's some sort of. So, some sort of thing going on there, and a reporter asked a question about, like, what do you think about that, being nominated or not being nominated? Or, and this is 2011 um, <laughs> or 10, I think. And, and they had, you know, a lot of early success. They ended up winning a Grammy, Best New Artist. And, for the uh, first record? Uh, the, for, on the first cycle, yeah. Clay forgot to tell me all that. It, they, they've had some incredible <laughs> shit, right? And so the, the interviewer asks, what, what do you think about that? And Clay goes, you know what? Um, or how does that make you feel? And Clay's like, you know, it's interesting because we got all those awards in the mail, oh. and and they came and they're really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and I said them, 
up on the mantle and we played the new record in the house, you know, and all the awards are sitting on the mantle and, and they just kind of sat there the whole time. They didn't, you know, the music played and we think a lot about it, and the, but the awards, they didn't do anything. It's like, but it's interesting because we go out on the road and we play these songs for the fans and they go crazy and they give us their energy back and they tell us what they think. It's like, so we're not playing our music for the awards that are on the shelf because they sit on the shelf. That's not what it's about. We play our music for the people who give us the energy back to keep doing what we're doing yeah. and give us give us our incredible jobs every day by coming to see us oh, fuck yeah. and spending yes. their hard-earned money yeah. to give us a life and in turn give a guy like me a life who's you know been an accessory to the thing been you know a part of the machine you know there's a lot of people back there that do that are unbelievable professionals and that have seen shit that we could never imagine seeing experience things with every artist all over the world Hyde Park, 100,000 people, Tom Petty. Oh, yeah, I was there. Oh, shit. You know, that's crazy. I'm going to listen to what you have to say because I'll never understand that, right? So there's different... That, that exists on every level. The same way you have a lot of wisdom to give about what you do and where you've been and what you've seen on your journey. And that's something that only you can give. So it manifests itself in a bunch of different ways within that grander structure, so to speak. Mm. Whoa, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's it. But it's cool. It's cool to hear him say that. That is to, to hear Just to hear the perspective that it's about the people. Do you think he was... Are you familiar with the concept of, like, communication in, in a Socratic respect? Where it's the I concept of, like... Um, I think there's three elements to Socratic belief. I have no idea. Wait, what is Socratic? Socrates. Oh, got it, obviously. And then there's other people like Marcus Aurelius. Of course. And then, uh, but I don't know. So, but I'm saying I don't know from an excited place of wanting to learn, not because I'm arrogant. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. But the one thing I do know, and this is what I love, it doesn't matter who the fuck said it because the truth is real. It's like, you should uh, try to talk to people in regards to having them arrive at the point that you're wanting to make, not just simply forcing the point on them. Absolutely. And it's like, the fact he said that, that's so Socratic. Interesting. He's like, are you really going to ask me that question? Like, let me phrase it to you this way. Right. Like, well, it's what? just, I think, revealing to, to him, it was, a, it was a great metaphor, an intelligent metaphor to, to just display what, what they're about. And, and, and they are purists of the music. They are musicians to the core, every last one of those guys. Whoa. They, um, and Clay especially, and Matt, and Coy, I mean, dude, they're... Jimmy, dude, they're nuts. Hop, I mean, they're all, they all have their unique strengths, but they, uh, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I think back in the day, probably, for sure, but. Yeah, man, yeah, we had a trainer, just badass guy, incredible guy. That's the dream. He's really intelligent. Um, guy named Derek Woodski. I think I maybe sent you some of his stuff on Instagram. That guy is a philosopher, an incredible writer, and has an unbelievable knowledge of the body. Of prose, of poetry, uh, just writings. You know, he's been all through the, all through the, you know, Saudis. Like he's been, overseas. He's been. He's seen a lot of stuff, and, and he has a wealth of knowledge in his world. He's a Canadian guy that trained uh, for the Olympics as a hammer thrower. Just a bit, you know, big guy. But he he understands the way we dissect stuff in our world. He you know he'll dissect. I'm like, hey man, I want to feel a little better. It's like, well, what are you eating? It's like this and this. He's like, all right, well, that's it. And I was like, well, I want to, I want to, 
how do I stay in shape or do this or that? And he's like, well, you're pretty lean. I mean, I'm like, you know, 170 pounds, 60 pounds maybe, like soaking wet. So I'm not a, <laughs> not a big guy. And he's like, you don't need to be, he's like, you don't need to run. He's like, cause you're lean. He's like, you're just going to shrink up if you run a lot. So don't go, don't go for like runs. And you know, I was like, Oh, he's like, warm up, you know, get your body warm on the treadmill. If you want to run, you can run, but you're gonna have to eat more if you want to stay lean. Just, just like very normal conversations about like, Oh, okay. That actually makes sense. You know, well, but it's the same way, uh, you know, using a metaphor, like just showing you what, what you're about. Kind of, it's the same, you know, that's a different mirror. His mirror is a different Well, Here, I'm going to show you yourself and I'm gonna, here's what you're saying. This is what it can mean. Just different. I don't know if any of it makes sense, but he's a really brilliant guy, and he, he brings a lot of different outside philosophies into the idea of just maintaining your body and staying healthy and staying active, and you don't have to. How's he on mentality? Does he ever talk about mentality? Um, I don't, dude. That's a guy that you should actually do a pod with. I'll connect you with him. I'd love that because he does some pods with like the veteran projects and oh, uh, a, a bunch of different uh, beauty uh, like weight trainers and body coaches. He's a successful coach too. He's, you know people call them to write programs for their bodies like they call it programming so it's it's really cool well he, he's a programming great so like someone will like look at someone's body and be like this is what you need to do to yeah what are your goals? goals what do you want you know what is it you know and i can't i don't want to speak for him because my knowledge in that area is purely reflection of what i've learned from being around him um so i don't want to like understate it or, or speak on it incorrectly yeah, really because because he is an acute mind on that oh, stuff he is yeah, you cool. you would love him because he he's there? a no he lives in uh, Aspen no not Aspen he lives he lives in Tahoe okay. I believe some in California you know I think I'll have to show you pull up Instagram and show you where he was yesterday he's out just in like this tranquil lake in the middle of a glacier on his bodyboard working on balance oh he's one of those dudes oh dude it's not it's not a joke you know yeah. he'll do well, a, he'll do a fifteener in an afternoon he'll like wake up go to the gym work on his body do a salt bike work grab his heart rate, do a 15er, come down, recharge, go back into the gym or go for a ski, you know, hitting Mammoth Mountain two, three days a week. Dude, the guy is a specimen athlete a, and, and a brilliant guy that understands meticulously what he's doing and how to maintain his performance. It's incredible. That's the goal. Yeah, and I, you know, I love growing up in sports and always being an athlete before I was ever a creative person or before I ever recognized the, my creative person in me mm. before it had a chance to you know show itself and kind of I've always had it I've always had flashes of it here and there but it never I never understood what it meant because you know I'm a competitive person and I, I I like to apply myself pretty rigorously to things and I've always done that in a physical sense with sports like I, you know I love to play golf play at a low handicap like you know a three or a four shooting around par over par every other you know or under par I think last week a shot under you know having good times but then I'll go play hoops that's always how I outlitted it you know that was my outlet and then understanding how to dial it all the way back and it's actually a completely different engine in a creative thing but you can still pull from that you know I mean talk about Kobe Kobe talks about about all of that you know his his business endeavors uh towards the end of his career in basketball and then into his new career before his sad death. Um, pretty brilliant. Way outside the box. How Crazy. So? Uh, you should check that out, man. He, he had a film company. He had a production company. Um, invested in making youth athletics better. Invested in women's athletics. 
you know, with time, he had a daughter. His daughter Gigi is like an, was an incredible basketball player. So he was a lot had a lot of revelations of understanding what they need because he was experiencing it with his daughter. He's like, oh, I, I am an influential person. I can make this better. Mm -hmm. And then also through entertainment, um, he wrote a book about. It's called Dear Basketball. It's about a letter from his childhood self to basketball what? as a thank you for like everything, what? everything the game would give him and how he promised to dedicate himself to the game and give the game back everything that it, it gave him. Oh, you know, beautiful. Yeah, there's that. a depth that's to true. that, you know, so that he's obviously a different, he was in a different place, like in his head, you know, he, he was, and look at his greatness, you know, he studied his self as an athlete from, from like the third eye, like he took himself out of his body and was like, how do I be better? Okay, now, you know, you have... Is that not awareness though? Is that not Well, so that's kind of like the, what go. the book, exactly, oh. like, like where he talks about you know, in this, you know, that Anthony DeMeo, he talks about um, a key, a key component to being a successful individual of any kind yeah. is the ability to remove yourself from yourself and see yourself as someone else. The like, see yourself as a peer. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, what are you saying? Like, are you conscious of who you are and mm -hmm. how you're being, you know, like, obviously someone comes around, you feel their energy, and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I don't really like this person, or, or, or I don't, maybe I don't like them, but I don't, I don't love them and I'm not going to pursue spending more time around them. Like if they're around, that's cool, but yeah, right. that's not someone I'm going to be super close with, right? A kindred right. spirit, so to speak, Absolutely. right? So, but understanding that about yourself, like, Absolutely. am I that person to someone? And if I am, why? Well, is that something that is like foundational of me or is that something that's an ideal for me or am I just being an asshole or, or am I actually way out of touch with the type of person I'm being perceived as mm. where I think I'm this guy and I'm not, I'm actually this guy. You know, that's like very important for being aware of like who being you are. Being aware. You're always in prep. You're always making an impression on everything you come in contact with. Everything you do. Every yeah. person you say yeah. hi to. And it's impressioning you. 100%. It's pretty. Last night I went to There's a lot to be a, taken in, you know. Pay for some gas. Okay. In cash. So first time in a gas station three months. And um, wore the mask. Like did the thing. Whoa. 80 grams, milligrams caffeine. Whoa. Is that a lot of caffeine? I don't even know. Like, Sorry, I just noticed that. I had a bunch of coffee earlier, and I was like, man, I'm feeling really like shaky, and I looked at the CBD. It's got 80 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine. I'm bored, though. I, up with, I, I've never liked CBD until this very moment. It's pretty good. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, it's real. That the just hydrate. caught me. Holy. Let's do a sponsorship with Hydrate. How do we weigh down? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hydrate. Yeah, yeah. You have to. I wish we could take a picture of that. H-I-G-H Drate. <laughs> no sugar, no carbs. Hey, like that's pretty, pretty dope. It's pretty good, but yeah. a shit ton of caffeine. It'll get you, uh, it'll get you lit caffeine. up. I love being lit up and working, focusing. <laughs> you love that caffeine, that caffeine shot, huh? Every time, except I'm on stage. Oh wow. Zero milligrams. Well, you're getting that from a much more organic place than you're getting the caffeine from. That's the thing, dude. So that's the most pure thing is you being up there. But it's like how you, but you're generating it. Like it's not like it's not always there. It's just you're touching into it, and it's like well, Kobe was touching into it as a with tenure. Yeah. Right with a with a with you know with like a black American Express cards worth. <laughs> yeah. Just like all right, you want it, you got it. Nonstop. He like, well, he found the portal, kind of you know. Yeah. Right. Well, tell me what you think about some of the things you think about, dude. What you've been reading in there. <sighs> So the Anthony DeMeo, it's like the thing that's been, I've been fucking with pretty heavily is um, 
things, thoughts, thinker. Oh Are yeah. You familiar with that yeah. one? Yeah. It's like the, the three, the three T's or yep. something. And it's like, whoa, come on. So there's, there's literally the CBD drink. Yeah. Right. right. And then there is like the thought of, Hey, I'm feeling kind of feeling kind of buzzed here. And, right. But it's also like, I might be anxious. So that's the thought. That's, that's the thing. The that's the thought. But then the thing, right. Sorry. I had to cut. No, you're jumped no, on you. Your beauty on it. It's great. <clears throat> you might say I'm anxious. You might say I'm buzzy. You might say this, but really it's, you possess that presently. Right. I hold anxiety. Right and that's now. of the thinker. And, and it's influencing, it's influencing the thought, not the thing. Right. So that's why you are not your thoughts necessarily. But you, but you have to be awareness of that. Uh, your awareness. You have to be aware because when you think something a lot, you can control it. You're like, okay, well, if I am not that, then why, why am I in that place? I have to address that. Mm. He talks about addressing that, you know, but understanding, having the, the depth of understanding of which is which, right? Okay, I, okay this is a thing. Correct. This is, a, this is kind of a trickle-down influence. I'm good. I don't Moving know. on. Right, because right. the thinker is unaffected. The thinker is unaffected by achieving. The thinker is unaffected by failing. The thinker was here before you had thoughts. Wow. And it's yeah. Like, that's, you're truly a part of that always. And you're in constant communication with it, telling it your life story every day. It's like I love the idea of not being able to be affected by the things that I think are actually chaining me down. Because they're really just chaining my thoughts down, but not me. Yeah, there's a freedom. Or it's even the concept in, of saying In getting away too. from it. Right. Oh, sorry, what did you say? What's the thing he says about, like, don't say me? Oh, right. Right? Is it like the, the shit where it's like me versus I or something? Yeah. Those cards are beautiful, by the way. Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing, right? Zachary's such a, like, some, really wild. Some good merch, man. You could do, uh... Some cards? You could do some cards. Who doesn't want some cosmic, uh... Cosmic, cosmic card deck, man. Oh, alliteration. Or just do one do run and then it's a novelty. Right? Cosmic cards? That'd be dope. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd you do like really a tarot cool. card set, but you just make every one. Damn. Different? Hey, that'd be a lot. Is. That's a lot of fucking cards, though, to be doing a different one for everyone. Everyone's going to be doing merch after what I read about that. Uh, that uh was it the live nation oh man I, I wanted to I see what you thought agent. about some of that well i texted my agent and he's like yeah this happened a few months ago and you know he goes it's obviously terrible it's not you know it's not the thing to it's not what they saw happening what they saw coming and um <laughs> i asked him do you think it'll lead to more more of just the writing on the wall that everything's probably gonna be done independently like how many third-party promotion companies are going to be now when they can just approach a venue with, hey, we own this artist's data, we represent this artist's data. Well, if they try to leverage it the way that that contract implies that it'll be leveraged, if that's, in, if that's indefinite from here on out, then yeah, I, I see, I would see. I would, it would be hard to sign anything like that. You know? So what is it? Like um, if you cancel a show due to lack of ticket sales? You have to pay the promoter twice. That's correct. So, so okay, so you have to get your own cancellation insurance, right? So if they cancel on you, you have to go to a third party and seek your insurance. That's on you. But if you cancel on them, you owe double the 10% advance that they gave you. And it's only 10% advance. 10% advance. And it's 20% less guarantee. So take 20% straight off the top. Always, right. 30% of all merch they get if you violate your radius clause 
then you owe double the advance, the ten percent back. <laughs> if they cancel on you for any reason, or you know, an act of God such as COVID nineteen, it says it in there. Um, oh wow! Then you have to go do your own thing. You know, you're fucked. Um, if ticket sales or if capacity changes due to unforeseen things, basically being the government saying, "Hey, you can't have that many people in there." Right, and who knows what's going to make the government decide to say that? Right, right. Then, then they. Right. Basically, they're they're right. exonerated. They're so, going to put it on, and there's no, um, there's nothing. nothing they, they hold no liability. No liability. Do you think that it leads to a world where people do not use that shit anymore? I don't know. Don't I don't know because if you have a contract, you have a contract, and so that's gonna. It certainly doesn't get. And definitely uh, not shit, but it's like. But like the writing's on the wall. Where it's it is. Like people it is. are doing. Um, people are signing deals where it's just like, "Hey, Spotify's going to pay for this single, and Spotify's going to own it. It's not going to go anywhere except when Spotify says it's okay to." Yeah. And we're going to pay you for it, and we're going to put it in front of people. The Joe Rogan deal. Sure, in Joe Rogan exclusivity. And he worked his ass off for that. You know, build your he deserves that. And then you reverse the leverage. That's what. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, man. So you're like, right. why? Like, why? Is, so a Live Nation deal now is turning into the, the level of, of taking the car, taking the house in the garage in regards to what a 360 deal is. 360 deal. It's getting closer to that for sure. Takes everything. Well, well this, this current write-up, it, it, it certainly looks that way. And who knows, man? I mean... What if Spotify starts buying? Like, what if it turns Well, into I think they already have. Like, Joe Rogan is... That's the official one. Just like we, what, we're, what you know, Gary Vee was talking about. He's like... <laughs> Right. What was that couple? It was like two years ahead, and he said, "Yeah." He's like, "Exclusivity will come eventually." He's like, "But until a guy like Joe Rogan goes exclusive, I, I'm not really, really buying it. I know it's coming." He's like, "But I'll start paying attention when when Joe Rogan goes exclusive," and then it's like, "They cut to the video." And he and he says, "Hey, uh, He's like, "There you go." I, you know, I said it. Way to go, man. You earned this shit. Well, but it's on now. Build leverage, and then use it. Use it. Like that's the play, if, and especially if you're going that way. And so I think the artists have built their leverage, and so we have to see who stands their ground. And if it tries to become an overarching thing that goes into the future of concerts, because dude, this is gonna this is gonna be our landscape for the first half of this decade. I thought it would be, I honestly thought it was gonna be for like six months, and I thought it was gonna be for maybe now it's looking like a year. But I think the truth is that the ramifications, especially. You know, we'll see what the post-election world looks like because I think a lot of this has to do with that. But I can't, you can't quantify any of it. There's no way to calculate any. You can certainly start thinking it though around 9 p.m. You know, but like, wow. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So I think it'll it's all affect. All up to three, and it's only one plus one. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna see um, some some unprecedented stuff to get artists in front of people, and it's gonna take Whoa. everyone going. Everyone being together, it's gonna to take it's gonna take the artist feeling like they're getting what they deserve, and it's gonna take the promoter pr- protecting themselves, which they have to do. But they're gonna to have to give and come more half half and half, I think, to get to a place where everybody feels good about it. If, or we're not gonna have shows for a long time. It's gonna to go to the independent people. It's gonna be, you know. But the truth is that what's happening in the world doesn't supersede a contract. Like so we were saying before, if if you're under contract, like Sturgill. You know, I watch I watch that, you know, like and that's or not watch it, but I read the thing and it's like he's pissed and, and I get it. But what's that technically, thing for everyone who hasn't read it? Oh he he just posted uh, on 
his Instagram a screenshot of uh, the contract from Live Nation, which is all, it's on Rolling Stone too. You can check that out. I don't know if they have the image up, but uh, he posted the photo of his contract. He posted the photo of the details see, I of. Seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? See, that's the thing. I don't want to pretend anymore. Oh, it's I very mean, interesting, man. I don't man. Want to, like pretend I've seen things. It, it has it has every it has it lists every point. It has it. This is kind of the the few things I had touched on of the thirty percent of merch and Whoa, all man. this stuff. You know, it basically outlines this is what's going to happen. And the truth is, they're not going to rebook any shows. I don't think. I, I can't imagine if they're if they're already under contract that if you say no, then they're just not going to book you any shows. And but they but he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He actually doesn't give a fuck. And there's no way of telling how it's going to go. You know, I, I don't know if Live Nation is necessarily going to back down, but who? who I, I don't think they will. But I don't think artists will either. So I think it'll be an interesting time because, well, who, who, you know, who knows? This is obviously, it's like, okay, well, this is for right now. Well, is it? Well, is this going to, are we going to be living in the same world next summer? Where it's like, okay, we have the vaccine, but it's around, and, you know, or we don't. And it's like, okay, we can all be around, but you have to wear masks because herd immunity is actually taken over more now it's december new wave oh it's actually march okay we think it's gone everybody's immune now because everybody's had it or everyone who is going to get it already has it and if you never got it then you're immune and you didn't get sick or you had it you didn't realize it that's like overall herd immunity that's the way you know infections are overcome it's survival of the fittest at, at its core is what it is it's it's it just gets every it gets spread across the herd and if it kills you, it kills you. And if you're gone, you're gone. And if you're left, you're left. And and that's with no vaccine and in a society in which we live in now, where the climate of health, the climate of of pursuing business and putting on shows and trying to sell tickets, the strong will survive. Right. It's like, well, come on. Right. So I think it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. You know, I hope we get back on the road, and I hope that well. that we get to go back to doing what we do. Um, but I don't, I don't have a clue how it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know, I think eventually we'll get back, but I think it'll be a while. I think it'll be. What if it does? Next what year. would you do? It's a great question. I feel like you'd be just fine. I haven't thought about that. I don't know, man. I appreciate you saying that. I don't have a clue. Uh, you know how about? And, and I will be fine. You know, but it'll. We'll see. You know, I'm I'm good until we get back out. I'm thankful and yeah, super true. lucky to to be able well, to sustain through some madness and. Um, especially with with the help of great organizations like Music Cares and Live yeah. Live Nation actually did a grant for um, a lot of their affected crew personnel, and so those every little bit from all the people that that get it, the associations that get it, you know that it's great. It, it means a lot. It all goes a long way. So it's just about fighting, man. I mean, it's about working on stuff. Hey, man, I'm home. Let's take pictures. Hey, I actually I've got an album. All right, well, let's do the whole thing. I would love to do the whole thing. Sick. Like, cool. Beauty. You know, so just being a... It's a new wave. It's another wave, right? It's the same thing. It's another It's wave, that Rilke man. shit that we talk about a lot. Um, it's the, li- the living in your questions thing, you know? The more... If I sat here and fucking freaked out about it, I could, for sure. So are you really not... Like, are you really just watching golf and, like, you're cool? <laughs> no, not at all. Like, but it's a good placebo, right? Um, no. And getting out to go play and walk nine, and obviously that's a pretty... It's a fucked up world. Like that's not. I don't get to do that all the time. Like I try to go once a week because otherwise I'm sitting in my apartment. It's a nice day. It hasn't been raining. Right. Um, no, I'm certainly affected, but I'm trying to be in in the now. 
And right now I'm all right. And obviously I'm looking forward and making plans, making moves. It's not like a, okay, I'm turned off. Wake me when I'm fucked. You know, like uh, when it's too late. It's not, it's not like that. It's not a, uh, you know, ignorance is bliss. It's not that. It's you know being very in tune with what's happening, but choosing to control the things that I can control, uh, and and just be now, be here now, really. Whoa, come on with it. No, really though, just yeah. being. And so, so there's some days it's shit and you have to feel the shit. And there's some days where it's actually, you get to walk in the neighborhood and grab lunch with a buddy and you get to come over and hang out and we'll shoot the shit and we're going to go grab dinner and hang. You know, that's, that's luxurious right now because, and I think we need that more now than ever because like we were talking about before, our structure is gone. The structure, you know, I, it helped me realize how caught up in my own shit I was. And even though we're all great That's why friends. There's mushrooms, and, my man. Yeah. Like, well, and you never told the story about those. We gotta get back to that in a minute. I want to hear your. Oh, story. It, I was so just. You're on it now. Whatever you're. I no, I was just saying it. It made me see trees differently the first time when I when trees? I. Yeah, just the oxygen and. Really. Yeah, because they're alive, right? We were talking about like, man, we drink water. They need water. Like it's so silly. It's a, it, from the outside. You're like, man, it's, it's so stony and heady, but in kind of it's kind of silly, but it's true. You know, everything's alive. And so when you when you recognize the life in some of the things around you, in a way you didn't before, and if it means whatever it takes to to get that way, um, yeah. When you realize that, it's like, oh wow. That was just the that was the one thing that made me think mushrooms. Or I don't even remember what we were on about. I think you were talking about water in the plants. You know or something. what I'm realizing is so funny is the first time I took mushrooms was the night Kobe Bryant retired. Oh wow. And um, interesting. I was alone on a bus. <laughs> a band bus. That was That's a scary day. place to be. Alone on a bus tripping. It can be fun. It was awesome. It can be fun. It was insane. It was like seeing Hercules on the album for me. Like a tree, <laughs> like an archetype of like a hero. Uh, it's like this guy's a hero. Like to all, yeah. to the entire world. Forever. Larger than life, really. Larger than life. A hero. It's like, I like Mike. One to aspire. It's like always to see it. Like to really like aspire to be heroic. It's like, even if you can't attain yeah. that level, it's at least acting in the faith that that could happen yeah. to some degree of radiation. It's just, it's just living with like the lid off, you know, oh, just God. understanding how, and, and the more you get to see, right, then the more you believe, you believe that anything's actually possible. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you were telling me about, um, it was someone from a little big town. They were like, "You're you're a great writer." Like I heard about your songs. Oh, back yeah, because they were they were cool, man. They they were so gracious to me when I was when I was young, and 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 I would and I'm still young, but you know, sent them songs and what probably is young shouldn't have sent. Oh, I was like 22, probably or three. No, no, like what is young? You know. Oh what well, I, mean? I think yeah, you're like, right. Truly. So, but you know, I'm like, oh, I was a kid. I'm still a kid. We're all you know, kids. That's real. Forever, but. Or try to be, you know, just Try's staying, staying as the a, a spot. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, just being gracious and kind and kind um, with me. Maybe being brash sometimes and being like, "Here, here's my shit," you know, or like, and they're like, "Ah, hey, hey, you still writing?" It's like, "No, not really." Oh, well, I like your songs. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Keep, wow. you know, still moving. You know, all right, not, you know, see you guys around. And that's great. It means a lot to me. And, and it, their kindness is always generous, but, you know. But uh, I think it's just about always. For me, it's always been just moving forward, moving forward, and taking, leaning into what, what 
kind of life has for me and not necessarily what I want it to be. Come you know? on with like, it. Like understanding it. the bigger picture, but being like, man, I don't really, it's kind of, uh, we used to say in the Eric Church camp, um, me and, and MJ, who's Eric's tech, and Sambo and Irby and Ben, Willie, like all, all like the, the, the motherfuckers, like the core, those guys are the heart and soul of that place. Um, and we used to always say to each other, like, hey, I don't really give a fuck who gets the credit for any of this shit, but as long as it's a, as long as it's a monster, like we're, you know, we're, we're here and we get to feel this thing and be a part of this insane thing. And we recognize that and we, it's up to us to be good stewards of that and to show up every day. And I don't give a fuck if you get the credit or if you get the credit or if you get in terms of like internally how we make the machine work. That was like our, you know, that was our thing. It was like, who gives a fuck? Like, this is a us thing. We're in this thing together. And, and nobody, nobody can touch us. No one touches us. So no we're going to go. Do better than anyone. We're going to go all the way out. All the time. Live in that perpetual state. And then the dude in the glasses can walk out. And like the way he put it once was he gets to spike the ball, you know, because he's a sports guy and he gets those metaphors and he's like, they, he's like, I'm just glad they handed it off to me and let me spike it. I think he said one time, which was cool because it reinforced that, that sense of belonging and of ownership and of, of purpose there together being like, this is about us. Like we set it up so that you guys walk in and we have set up an atmosphere and, and a, a camaraderie in a place like we're fucking bulletproof so when we're in here this bubble nobody can touch us like the 15 or 20 of us that travel for everything you know the band um all those guys everybody in the office marshall brandon everybody todd 20 people if that maybe you know and wow. that's and that's so three buses eric band crew um so 10 crew guys and then the band and then a handful others so wow. yeah that's pretty skeleton for a thing like that for a thing that that's big you know and that's not the big like headlining arena tour but that's summer festivals and stuff where we pull in and sound check at 10 a.m and play at 11 p.m or play at midnight or play at 10 play for two hours you know take the take the house down and then wake up and go do it again somewhere else you know so eastern yeah right it's like so it's so much well not to fuck with it though talking about the maps from earlier oh right but uh but it right. is it's like very much so getting getting in that state of flow getting in that getting in the uh yeah it, there's a whole thing about uh, huckalow what is that huckalow is like uh i heard about it uh vinnie shoreman joe rowan okay and it's like uh the concept of when everything's flowing it's actually joe and sturgill talking about it on their oh i gotta i gotta check it another thing tying yeah, you're in a state of flow. Everything in your life's flowing. Everything's coming. I feel that. You're in the groove, and it's, it's a thing, and everyone knows it. Everyone knows whether they're in it, and you also know it because you know when you're not in it. So I think it's about getting to the place, because I resonate with that in a big way, Yeah. and not thinking about about it. So that's my Just question. Just knowing you're kind of... How do you not think of it? Like, because I like, think about it, yeah. and I feel like that gets me out of it. 
absolutely, and then I see others dude, in it. without a doubt. So, like, what's your thought on that? My, one? Man, my my mom is such a a beautiful human, mm. and she's such a sweet lady, and your mom is, and yeah, she's absolutely. great, right? Yeah, yeah, thanks. She's awesome. And so, talking to her about stuff, and she's asked questions and stuff before, and just being like about my life and how fast things are going, and right. always this and that. And there's times where I start trying to explain stuff, and the more I talk about it and explain, I'm like, I can't talk about any like I just don't because the more I'm trying to quantify it and figure out a place of where it is other than me getting up and just going you know it becomes really difficult the more like the less bulletproof it seems the more I try to identify it maybe it's a qualitative asset of life it's not a quantitative one maybe it's not a maybe it's not I have this much an apple maybe it's not I have you know this much saved maybe it's a qualitative currency that's immeasurable in that way yeah, I think that there's a, a lot to that, and I think it. Wow. I think it. For me, I've always noticed it as an energy and it residing in places like we've talked about. How I was like, I, I don't know where those people are, but I want to. That's where I want to go, or whatever that is. You know, kind of the conscious of the legacy, but not giving a fuck about any of it, and just being wow. being focused on like right now. Like, dude, I've lost, I've lost it all. Like, had had a lot, lost it, had, got some stuff back, yeah. had an opportunity to get cool opportunities that have given me other opportunities that I've said no thanks to because I was an idiot and then getting given that opportunity again and being like oh yeah okay I've arrived now like I get it okay thank you you know and and get a chance to to just go to work and like live a life in in music and and in Nashville and doing doing this thing that we do which is which is really fortunate you know a lot of people come here to do what we're doing and 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 leave and don't get the breaks you know it's not because they didn't deserve it or belong but it's the flow so sometimes you catch it and i think dude the be here now book is what changed everything for me understanding that i mean i grew up in a in like a religious uh from in like a religious background and had to disassociate in a way with religion and more with spirituality and the fact that they're interwoven but you know there's some religious rhetoric that really has nothing to do with spirituality or like a higher power or like the eastern idea of uh kind of like all the, the stuff that Ram Dass is talking about. like yeah, And, and even in, in awareness talks about it. You know, like identifying um, what is Budo? Like, who is Jesus? What is that? Well, they all are this. And it's like, we don't have to be religious to actually think about that. You can think about that from like an objective place of, okay, well, maybe not fully objective, but you can become more objective about it and be like, all right, well, those are just people who represented ideas. You know, if you're yeah. tied into a religious rhetoric, right. sometimes it means... I think you get tied into giving some of those things more power than they deserve or, or less power than they deserve. Right, it, it, it gets confusing for me in there sometimes, and it did you know, growing up. So f- disassociating and finding that, um, acknowledging all of it for what it is and seeing it as a greater thing. It's, it's a greater thing. You're aware of it, and you understand your place in it. Oh. Whatever that means, oh. close, far, like to the left, to the right, right whatever. 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 Yeah. And then everything else that comes with it. So it was like, you know, reading a lot of the Rilke, Rilke, jeez, Rilke, and, you know, living in your questions so that you'll be living in your answers. There's That's a lot of, book. dude, that, that shit, letters to I don't want to tell poet, you what your book is, but. It changed my life. Uh, reading that changed my life. Changed because your it, life. It answered, you it answered life. so much of my, it answered so much of my tensions, like trying, and that was a long time ago when I read it, but it allowed me to be free and to live and to not give unnecessary um, dialogue and structure to some things that might not need it. 
identifying what's in passing and what's there for you to learn from and doesn't need to be harnessed. It just needs to be acknowledged. And then you need to take it, whatever you took from it, and continue and, and apply that to what you're doing. You know, finding a way to keep the scope um, narrow, but the filter large. Oh, so you have to take is. you have to take everything. I mean, look at all this shit laying around. I mean, I'm kind of a maniac. I just have you need to learn books to of shit every, like everywhere, right? Yeah. But you don't ever stop. Letting go doesn't mean not giving a fuck. It means ca you can care. I'm a kind of an intense dude. That's why I smoke a lot of weed. I, I care about a lot of shit because I, I think everything matters, you know? And that can be, there can be a control freakness in that of not allowing things to happen because you're trying to control them. But letting go, but keeping the filter open... And, and wide and pouring a lot of into it, taking in from everything, taking from everything, right? Art, architecture, the kind of stuff we were talking about. You Virgil. Know. Virgil, man, like that book, all the all right there, it's like a collection one, of two, all three. of his. What's it? Really yeah, yeah, it's uh, from one. the, the uh, MCA Chicago. It was like um, his entire archive. Museum of Contemporary year. Art, right. All his hard drives, his laptops, everything he's ever worked on. Colette, Kanye West album designs, Kanye Ikea. West merch lines, Ikea. Yeah. Uh, now Louis Vuitton did Pyrex a thing for Dior, Pyrex. I mean, like the whole just deal. an incredible mind and, and someone who, and he's like drawn architecture, created furniture. That's what he went to school for, right? Archi yeah, architecture, right? And, and and he was obsessed with, with MJ and that tenacity. And so he put that tenacity of his of his idol into his creations and, and understanding that I can do whatever I want. Mm. Like, I'll make whatever I want to make. Like, if you want to start drawing tomorrow and you're like, I'm going to do all my own artwork and I'm going to be a badass artist, like, that's go for, that's hone that skill. Express yourself that way. Go for it. You know, whatever, he just did whatever he wanted and he became great, great DJ. I mean, that's kind of, inc yeah, like that's kind of incredible. Have you seen his jazz yeah. sets? Yeah, he's been doing Does that on live. Saturday morning? Yeah. It's like, Instagram live. Who's taking chances like that at scale? You see, but it's not him taking a chance. He's just being in it. Well, there's like He's no one watches it. either. Have you noticed it's not like a thousand people? Really? I guess I did. I guess it was like six or eight hundred when I looked, but it was so but early that's on. Apple, like only eight hundred. I, I thought it was probably grow, but you're talking about a dude who like influenced this era of of of, of how we identify a fashion. Box on fresh, a scale. yeah. Come but on. bringing the uh, bringing bringing that higher level of art in fashion Beauty. to. Uh, to our generation of people like us, right? And obviously, people of all color all over the world, there's an accessibility. It was like, oh, what is this? I know what Louis Vuitton is, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the lady, that lady has that bag. You know, it's the same bag my sister has. I know, and I get that. Uh, and then it's like, wait a second, this guy makes Louis Vuitton? And then, like, dude, uh, some, of the, some of the stuff, pieces they've made that, like, we've sent each other back and forth. Like, did you see this? Did you see this? Oh, yeah. Or, like, the, you know, the Louis different pattern of Louis leather is melting over the top of a different monogram. That's far out. And it's far high out. fashion. It's like a $10,000 bag. The iridescent. Yeah. But that's like a brilliant work. creator, a guy like cutting stuff up, sewing, taking, taking inspiration from everything around him everything. and all of the other art that he's working on. Whoa. And everything influences everything. So that's what you do in your domain. Like you have... Well, I think it's about taking it all in and then trying to find a way... <sighs> trying to find a place for it to, to come out. Um, right, right, right. And if it's going to come out, then it is. But finding peace in like, the process, like finding peace and enjoyment and um, not analyzing everything. Just being like, I kind of feel pulled to that. Okay, I'm going to do that. Isn't that I feel kind of pulled hedonistic? To this thing. It's kind of hedonistic. Hedonistic? 
I'm not. I'm not familiar. Be a heated to kind of be like, ah, I'll go with. Well, that. right, right, a heated. Oh, okay. Right, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go. Obviously, hedonistic. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I well, I had never heard that term, hedon. I you know, I heard it. I heard it literally last night. Interesting. Yeah. Look at you, man. Always, always learning. Oh, I got a fresh word in the in the in the tank. <laughs> I, I love I it. Fresh. It gives me douche chills. Fresh, uh. fresh word tank. Hot take. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's oh. really cool. Pretty cool. It's gorgeous. Because I think beauty. there's a lot to, to be taken everywhere, right? Man, I'm trying to. That's what the thing that I'm experiencing now. It's like uh, the, the idea of not, like you can be working when not in motion. Victor oh, wow. Yeah. You know, there's two kinds of work. There's active work and there's uh, sedentary work. I mean, Interesting. I like that. Where did you come? Where'd you come about that? Some Instagram page. Oh wow! Some like a da- like a really just daily inspiration. Oh, you know, that's the thing I like about inspiration. There's there's cheap like Walmart inspiration. Right. Then there's like here's this philosopher from 1913. Like, right. I'll, I'll take a listen. Little, how do you like? Do you like to mix it 50 I mean, you're not a Walmart guy. I'm not a Walmart guy. I feel like Gary Vee like is getting Walmart. Oh wow. Okay. I think I think he's really he's honed in. He's really, I think he's at the zeroed out. He's like dialed in, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He knows exactly how to use his platform. He knows exactly how to use each individual medium whoa, within whoa. his platform. Wow, wow. They're wow. all different, right? Maybe it was the TikTok stuff that turned me off of him. Where oh, it was like, see, I don't have his TikTok. I don't follow. I don't, not, I'm not Are a you TikToker. TikTok? No, no, no. Oh, you got, I mean, dude, that's the platform right now. Uh, he was call, He even called it last year. He's like, get on TikTok. He's like, I'm not an investor on it, but I should be. He's like, it's next. Yeah. Absolutely. All last year, he was talking about it, and here and we are a year later. Slay. George is on there. George Trait's on there. Is he really? It's I gotta check that out. Codigo. Oh, it's in great. his house. Yeah. It's funny as fuck. Man. But yeah, it's him. Like he's like telling people to like go sell things at a garage sale and like do that eight hours a day. It's like you can't really live like that. It's like. Yeah, man, but I, I got to be honest. I've dabbled in that retail arbitrage, is and it real? I have made I've made a lot of money. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't deny that there have been times that in the past, and in, in probably like not in the past five years, but have have there was a time probably 2013 14 where I was just using per diem money to buy. Okay random shit that I knew was a value that I saw marked down Absolutely. and then reselling it and making the just saving the difference I mean awesome. obviously that's, that's a guy that's worth several million dollars and he's going and he's yeah. going to garage sales that's a real thing I mean and he makes he understands what he's doing you know he'll, he'll make three four hundred dollars off of um off of like a hundred dollar investment wow. at, at a garage sale. Absolutely, one of my heroes. Yeah. I think he, I think he understands the overarching value of of things, right? So like the what we're into, like we see a guitar, you and I look at a guitar and be like, oh, I can ballpark what that's worth just by staring at it. I haven't even picked it up, right? Or or maybe we understand we have artists like the, we like Wes Lang, so we've had an opportunity to collect his stuff. Like Matt, Matt's work's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, collect. I've tried to collect as much of his stuff as I can. You got a couple. Um, pieces. I have. A, Matt I have some a couple dope West pieces. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's Matt and Wes. That's a collaborative piece a, from 2016. On a Jack Straw lyric. Yeah, on a uh, like a bandana. So that's really that's really John neat. Barlow, Bob Weir. You know, but all of those things. You uh, this guy, beauty. Whatever it is that you invest in, or that you're, you've invested your knowledge in. Yeah. I think you can you can turn that into a literal investment if you pay attention. The way that he has, he understands. 
I mean, you see the, sh- the shitty grabs, like T.Y. Beanie Babies. He's like, this Beanie Baby I saw at a garage sale. This is the only one. I think it's actually like between 8 and $10. He logs on. There's two of them posted. They're 12 He got three of them. He paid $4 for three, so, and he's going to put them all at 10 each. They're gone, so he just made 26 bucks, 27 bucks. It's there. Right? So that's silly, and that's the, that's the ground floor. But, I mean, I have a stack, none of these books, but I have a stack of art books that I've collected, that I've hunted for. Like, I'll set eBay alerts or I'll set Amazon alerts because I understand they're, they're exclusive or I know, I kind of know where the ballpark of where they sit. And if I see it under um, a certain price, I just snatch it and then add it to the kind of Is collection. that how you were starting fucking with those, like, those fear gods, too? Wasn't that oh, the Oh, yeah, thing? I found a pair of, yeah. Like, a, like got a, new, got a new pair. Oh, yeah, I got a new pair of fear gods and then let them sit for a while and then, and, you know, you, Okay, I don't need these anymore. Oh, I happened to make 50 bucks because I had them and they're sitting in my closet. Or West Lang book, I've got a book and one book and it's really exclusive. And I was like, well, if I can find another book um, of the same one, because I know how rare it is, I'll just keep an eye out. And I think one came up on Amazon for like 170 or 80 bucks. And, oh, wow. And I bought it immediately, but that book's on eBay for like 1600 or 1400 right now. <sighs> Oh, you know, so I've got that stuff. Yeah. Just I've got it. Terrific. I pay attention to what's going on, not because of what it's worth. Obviously, I like I like the art. Like I'm going to collect it for my personal collection. But if I have an opportunity to invest in in the whole collection, Beauty. oh man, he's amazing. Yeah, then I'll then I'll make an investment. You know, mm. but yeah, that Walter Oost book. That's another thing. I mean, I found that on accident, and it. it's that shit's priceless to me. Like some of the stuff he does, he's got in there. Those photos. Timeless moments. Astounding work. Do- incredible documentary work. Personal documentary work. I mean, same thing with Greg Williams. Uh, I mean, I don't, you, I don't know if you've seen any of that. You should grab that one. Dude, he's like... So he's the... Uh, wait till get back to the yeah. Greg Williams is a reportage photographer, a British reportage photographer that was like a wartime photographer um, and, and ended up getting invited on set through publicists and stuff in the early 2000s and shot, like here's Michael Caine shooting a, a movie. Oh, whoa, come on. Um, and now he's the James Bond, like the James Bond photographer. So he has, for every James Bond movie they've ever made, like dating back to the mid-2000s, there's a on set, called it's called Bond on set, and it's him, it's what you're holding. It's him looking, uh, him photographing just life on set with, I think the one you have is, uh, Halle Berry and Pierce Brosnan. Oh I think it's God. from. I'm not sure which movie that would be. Um, I should know my Bonds better, but that's a different perspective. That's a different world. But I think it's the same eye that I personally enjoy and what I go for in my personal work of obviously shooting the show and stuff. But life, there's a lot of life in between that stuff, and you know, that's what it's about. I wonder if that's your way of making sense of it all. Yeah, man. I think it all goes by so fast. It's certainly val- It's been incredibly valuable to me personally. And I know to, to 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 our friends and to my friends that I work with that we have moments in time that because you know everybody Graham and Tyler for example and Caleb oh yeah our boys they've all they've all got cameras and they're taking incredible photos and so right. having so much life captured but then getting to go on the road and go grab we'll go do a show ACDC show the Garden we've got photos from that well then I'm out been gone for a year but look at this check all this shit out that i did oh yeah i forgot we did that or i, I didn't rem- i forgot i saw you there i gotta show you what we did look at this look at this photo of jeff sees at red rocks like check this out you know 
hanging out and kind of just like our doing our thing, man. But I love the spirit of 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 Greg's work. Dude, look at this. The thing about it, it's like on he's set. Like, all of this, all like everything in these photos. The thing that lingers around them is like he's making sense out of what a world on the onset seems to make no sense. And he and he's invisible, right? So he's just oh. capturing his environment. That's beauty, right? It's like his his eye is what we're seeing through, right? And that's why there it is what it is because he his was he, he he's taking us in there. Have you ever thought about? Because we can't go in there, but he he can. That's what you do, though. It's almost like your thing is to be a selfless. Like that seems to be oh, like yeah, your responsibility. Oh yeah, yeah. When and I I feel that way. I think that's part of like, the whole thing too, of like not understanding. Like man, I'm just who it's who cares? Like holy shit, you're, why you're going on the like road? How many shows? Where'd you guys do a show? Oh, Fenway Park. Yeah, that was cool. It was actually amazing. That was like magical. Wait a second. You know, I was like, yeah, actually, I need to think about that now that we're actually talking about it. I have to actually think about that. Yeah, that is that was really special, oh. right? But on just go, being in the flow, being in on the wave, like I mean, what emoji do I send you more than anything? Surfer, surfer, dude. It's surfer, dude. <laughs> and I send you yeehaw. You're right. Cowboy. Yeah, but I mean, that's my only life. real answer for anything is like, I'm just flowing. I'm just going. Like I and I'm really. I, obviously, you can't be numb. You can't be. You have to be conscious and make decisions and and. And be a good steward of it, and be a good friend. And but man, it's just life. Like there's nothing extra going on. It's just that we get to do something extraordinary. You know, we get to pick up and we get to go and take stuff to the people, um, which is so special. And it's what it's all about. What a gift. What a gift. You know, and then to be able to keep doing it with so many incredible people, like like yourself, and and like what you're doing. You've got you, you're the guys that you're with, man badass dudes and you're Man. all building a legacy together wow it, you know and you're building individual legacies and, and legacies as a group and and all the people you come in contact with right and have in the past and i think it's about just going man just flowing and then and then you I'm see saying. a guy like this that's and what he, I'm saying. and he's just going you know he, he talks about at the beginning of this book he talks about how uh yeah. in the forward dude have you seen snatch no oh man the guy richie film no, no, no. Oh, that's I on your list. So this is on set. Look at this photo of Brad Pitt. This is uh, for those of you who have seen Snatch. It's a, it's a picture of Brad Pitt drinking a coffee cup uh, in the Pikey Village uh, in Snatch. So whenever they go and they get the dags. Get the dags. The who? The dags. I think he means the dogs. Get the dags. <laughs> right? So, you know... If, if listening if you've watched snatch uh you, you know what we're talking about so just an incredible um kind of fourth wall man just being just being there and just existing and, and hitting the button a couple times you know and, and he's such wow. he's such an articulate hit the button artist that you know his framing his eye yeah the way he frames everything that is that's an extension of him it's an overflow of his, of self that's his craft that's his art and when you have him there, then you have, that's what, you have that, right? So you're not just, it's not just a guy coming in to take photos. It's a guy that you're comfortable around. Like for those people, I mean, he talks, so at the beginning, he says that early on, he understood that if he walked away from great photographs, just to have a moment and understand that it would make something, someone uncomfortable for him to raise his camera off his shoulder to his eye, or that it would um, have negatively impact the filmmaking process and everyone's ease and he would leave he would 
he said he sacrificed shots for that. Mm. He felt the energy. He read the room, so to speak. Took the temperature. Okay, I'm new. I'm not pulling, putting the camera up to my eye. Because this guy, I can tell he's staring at the camera on my shoulder while he talks to me. So, he, you know, that's not right. But then two, he talks about two, three days later. That's the same guy that sees him walking across the lot and is like, Hey, Greg, come in here. Pulls him in his trailer and has him take a photograph of him. You know, he sacrificed having a, a shot. Hey, nice to meet you. You guys are chatting. This is cool. And just realized it's just part of life. Like, this doesn't happen. Not everything has to happen. Well, then you get called in. You get a more personal moment. And then you build a thing. And then he says he started building rapports with artists, and then, or not artists, with actors. And they started inviting him out to the next project. And so I feel very similar. You know, I think the first three or four days I was ever around George, um, Jill... Kenny and George's photographer, Jill Trinnell, who's amazing. That's one of her books down there, a Kenny book. It's just some of the most unbelievable photographs ever. Um, she gave me that book, which is so sweet because wow. it's a really special book. Um, she's like, do not, like, stay next to me for the next couple of days. Stay right beside me and don't have, don't even pick up a camera. Come on. I was like, okay. So for two days during sound check, during, you know, I think meet and greet, during whatever, the coming and the going... I was, I was right there, and he trusts her and and Bridget Bauer, who runs, you know that between them, you know they run that operation with Louis um, and Jenna. I mean, amazing people have given me great they opportunities. Are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're you know ever, you know if you don't know who they are, just check it out. Like Messina does, Louis does incredible work um, with the biggest artists in the world. You know, but he by association understood I was safe because they've been there for 10 or 20 years. And then I got to start shooting. And then I got some cool moments and he approved the photos to go th to go through publicity or whatever. And once he understood that who I was and why I was around and we got to know each other a little bit and he saw what I was creating, the photos and the moments I was capturing without being intrusive or mm. obstructive, like being invisible. Wow, wow. Uh, he started calling me up on the bus to take a photo with him and his buddies that are around her. You know, I'd be inside the arena, and he's out on the bus, and hey, hey, send Jason out here. Uh, I'd like to have a grab a photo. I was like, okay, so I'm out, up, take a photo, hang for a little bit, or if I if he asked me to sit down, sit down. You know, I was I got to be up there and sit with him and Lyle love it for a little bit, and just chat. It was like, just you know, that's that's the same. You just kind of go in with the flow, and so that same thing. Then you know, then I get an opportunity. I get invited out to go do some stuff with Blake, and do a tour in 2018. Um, and then get invited back this year and just build relationships with people and sacrifice like it's not about the uh, it's not about the instant like gra grabbing of the moments it's about understanding that it's a big process and a big flow and just creating like a peaceful thing like just trying to be invisible really kind of like what a lot of like I love his work you know it's like some of those laughs and those smiles and those moments that are in that book that um it's pretty neat, right? Those are pretty. It's pretty organic stuff. It is you know? the thing. It's inobtrusive. It's not. It's not taking anything from from anyone. It's just. It's purely adding value to, the thing without without drawing any attention to any of it, and then just being like, "Oh, here, check it out." It's like, "Whoa!" I didn't even know you were sitting there. I didn't even hear the camera fire. Crazy. And then it's like, "That's a great moment." Would you send me that? I want to. I'd love to have that. Oh yeah, here you can have it. It's just a cool moment, right? Because it's just about capturing moments. You know, John Pete says, the only thing that makes a great photographer, great music photographer is access. And he's true. It's not about, uh, obviously there's like a duty to be 
to be uh, solid, right? To to understand composition and light values and to understand how to work a fucking camera at the basics, right? You have to you have to be an artist. You have to understand how that works, but then you have to be given a, a place to enter, especially in music, like kind of the access that that you've given me as a friend, being like, yo, just bring your camera. We're gonna go walk around or whatever, and then stuff turns into stuff. Right. Hey. I'm going to use that photo. Okay, sick. Yeah. You know, because there's an organic quality uh, because it's just not a thing. We're just doing, we're, right? We're going to the fucking pool or we're about to go grab dinner. Or, and it doesn't mean the camera's around all the time, but in terms of going out on the road and working, it's just understanding the flow of the road and understanding Whoa. how to not be obtrusive and, yeah. and obstruct to the energy, the man. Yeah. Don't fight. Your job is to not fight. Yeah, and and I, you know, oh, I do that. I grew up on the beach, and so, in in Florida, so I I, uh, I like the water, man. I like I can feel that way. Like I, it's easy for me to go with the go with the flow and go with the breeze. Like I, you know, I'm not a very. That's the I have a voice. I can use my voice. You know, I understand, like the value, but I don't. I also understand that sometimes it's more valuable not to say anything, and you just go. You know, just being present is enough. You don't have to contribute any more than that you know i grew up with a lot of siblings and there's always mm. constant banter and conversation and and also you know and that's great it's incredible uh, but also understanding that you don't always have to be the one adding noise or adding things to it right like sometimes your job is to listen and just go just be you know it's cool just what, be. And, and it's the same Absolutely. stuff Li- living living in the in the questions being here just being present so it's hitting me now like it's never hit me before. Living in the questions. Referring to that, you're saying the questions are the thoughts that we identify with. The questions it are can be. the state that you exist in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right? It is can manifest to yourself however you know it is. <sighs> right, because there's no like... Because we've talked to you like, uh, you know, you have a great album coming out, man. You have a great album. Thank you. And I remember six months ago or so, eight months ago, can I send you some of this? Like, will you tell me? Like, I don't know. <laughs> It's like, well, I don't know. Why don't you? Are you? You got shows to play? Yeah, I got shows to play, but we got all this music, and I want to know. What to, I, I want to do something with it. I'm stoked on this. It's amazing, right? Dang. But, but that yeah. kind of it's now you you lived through that. You kind of like, in in living in them is acknowledging them. You went on the road and you played the song over and over again. You're like, you know, what? we got a great take. That great that record we made is actually like a great representation of who we are. We got to go. I'm gonna put this thing out. Like we're gonna do this thing. All right, let me get right. And so you're living in your answers then by just being in it and allowing it to go I think that's what it is for me at least right. you know it doesn't mean don't question things because you gotta question things but trusting yourself you know and the bigger picture and where you're where you're going well that's beauty that will help a lot of people like that helps me like right now in, in an immediate sense because it's like right cool. now is the most uh, it's fucked up time it's the most inquisitive era I've ever it's, it's almost like uh, and what's going on in the world it almost it's almost like a taunt. It's like a test. It's like, okay, you can live that way when everything's good. Like when you're busy and you're going and the world's not upside down like it is now. But how is it? How, how easy is it to trust yourself in the pattern of what's happening and, and what you've built to go through a new time, right? So everything's different. So does everything change? Or do you, do you stay? You know, you hold, hold steady. So living in some of that stuff, it doesn't mean it's easy. It gets more challenging as... As, as time progresses, as time gets things challenging. get harder. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're just a reflection of what we're living in. Mm. Sometimes, at least now, I mean, Maybe everybody's stuck so. at home. Not always so, but I feel like right now, 
No, okay, we're definitely not a re reflection of what we're living in in terms of like the social unrest, but I think there's a lot of people who can feel that way, like at home with no job, uh, oh, wow. you know, all sorts of stuff going on, like sickness. Can't you know? I've got friends in LA that are still in quarantine, still locked down. I mean, like we've been living a pretty normal life in terms of we can go outside, walk through the neighborhood here, yeah. go grab coffee, you know, go, what, yeah. yeah, whatever we're doing, like. Uh, that's that's doable. That's not happening everywhere else in, in our country. There's some people have been sitting inside and feel and feel reflective of what's of what's going on. And that's a battle, you know. But I think it's about the at least what I've been trying to do lately is just project the uh, the future, like keep keep the flow going and and live in it. Yes. And accept it for what it is. And acceptance. Not yeah, fighting. acceptance, acceptance, and, and not accept. Ownership you know, though requires responsibility. Or just awareness of of um, where you're at and where you want to go. But, where, but, you know, you're living in a world and it's not always the same thing. You know, so like six months ago, the world was very conducive of where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do. Oh, wow. Right now, our world's like, can't dream that direction in the moment. Can, just can't act on it for a while. So finding a new place for that energy to go that's productive instead of it, you know, just sitting around and feeling, right. the, you know, the pain of, the immense loss that's happening around us in so many different whoa, whoa, ways. Whoa. Yep. That can, that's very real too. So someday it's like the serotonin dealer, right? Okay. You're like, man, there's, I've got, so, I've got a good playlist of that to where it's some days you're like, man, I'm listening to this. This is how I'm going to get it. Or some days I'm going to get it by going and doing a couple errands. Or some, some days I'm going to get serotonin by listening to your, your brand or, or listening to a different brand that suits me or watching it on TV or, going out and getting out in the sun and feeling it All that day. way, right? So yeah. it can take on can take itself take on itself in a different way. You just have to choose to allow that. To allow it but choose properly. You know, if you choose something negative then it's going to manifest itself the same way. So, you know, staying tuned in and choosing like light and lightness, of, you know, in these heavy times. That's the thing, man. I see a lot of people having these negative calculators in their mind it's just like I, those numbers it's easy to do right, right now yeah, yeah and like yeah, I could be there to. if I wanted to like we were talking about before how you know yeah how do you stay it's like I don't fucking know <laughs> I just know about trying to do it day by day you know I have no clue how I'm gonna feel this weekend but today everything's everything's okay now that's the Gary V thing where it's like the macro is always satisfied by the micro yeah and it's like that is the vibe to land on is like to live in, in, in today, to enjoy your process today. Cause the process. Of it, it off. There's, there's something he talks about where he said, uh, I think the New York Times, or the New York Post, you know, and those are terrible because those are so polar opposites. Yeah. I think it was the Times said, uh, when he founded uh, his agency, the mm -hmm. Times said, uh, Twitter boy starts agency. And he, he says... You have no idea how fucking excited I was when I read that. Like he, he's like, you have to love the process. He's like, when, when everybody thought I was a fucking joke, I, I got excited. He's like, if you don't love that shit, then you don't, you're just wasting time. You're going to burn out really quick. Like you have to love being in the process. And if it means being underestimated on your way there, then that's part of it. You know? And if you don't love it, you gotta love it. It's pretty. It's pretty cool if you can get to that place yeah. of letting it go. 
and not letting anything touch you because you understand that what you're doing, especially when you're creating things, man, making stuff so vigorously. Um, shit. Yeah. You can hear a lot too. You know, you can, the more you say, the more people have to say, if you start listening, Hmm. that's a fine line too. So shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to put yourself out there. You got to go and you got to love it. Action's always a thing. Yeah. But it's also like not looking at what everyone else is doing, dude. That is the Well, it's not about anybody else, you know. And it's hard to feel that way, I think, all the time. Because being aware, especially as a creator of what's going on. But I think when judgment goes away, you just, you become really at peace with who you are and what you're doing and where you're at. It doesn't matter who else is doing anything else. That you're, you know, you look at them as allies. Like, I, I actually, I really admire a lot of the people making photos in town and the people that I haven't got a chance to meet or spend time with that... Oh. I admire their work because they're out with other great artists that I've had the chance to photograph or that I've been on tour with and another capacity like production or, you know, tacking otherwise. Like people I know, places I've been, and I see the work and it's like, wow, that's great. That's a great representation of that atmosphere. That's really cool, right? Wow. And I don't necessarily know them, but that's, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not competitive and I don't want to make great work too, but kind of that edge of, you know, that edge that I think like in, like I was saying in sports before, there's a lot of people that they say like fuel, you know, like bulletin board material, like writers talk shit about the players and you go into the locker room after a big game and that, that article is actually posted on the guy's locker. He was reading all that shit you said about him the whole time and it was gassing him up and he came, he came out and he proved you wrong, right? I mean, there's a lot of that Michael Jordan thing. Like, I mean, watching that documentary, he talks about that. Yeah, it's like you say, yeah, yeah, and there's one, uh, I'm trying to think about who the particular player was, but... Um, I think it, I think it was, uh, hmm, I'm not sure, but talks about that he's a great defender. Coach was like, he's a great, de-, or the GM was like, he's a great defender. I think it was Dan uh, uh, Majorly. I think I butchered his name, but anyway, he's like, oh, you think he's great? Well, I'm going to go dismantle him. And he did. He had like 45 points on him in a finals game because the GM said he's a great defender. So in, in the huddle, the pregame huddle, Mike was like, I got him. Guarded him for the whole game. And scored 45 points on him. Beauty. Just took him apart. And they won the game. You know, that's a different type of energy. I, I like the... I've settled back to a place of just being really happy to be a part of the conversation and being around and getting to do stuff and, and getting to create and take photos and be a part of the process. Just being in the flow. And seeing everybody else's work and, and being really admirable of that. And seeing how, man, that's cool. I wonder how they got that. Or, oh, wow, that's really great. You know, looking at it, it's art, and it's 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 life in motion. Sa- same way you look at all these books, it's like we joke about that on the road, man. It'd be like, because mm. you pass everybody in the hall all the time. Like we're doing, sh- you know, shows, hundreds of shows a year. <coughs> you pass people in the hallway, hundreds of times, and what up? What mm. up? Hey, man. Yo, yo. You know, <laughs> to, tour life, people. You know how it is. You see it all. You just like. Oh hey, you know constantly. Oh catering, hey man, yep, see you here all the time. I know, I know what your schedule is. All right, I'll I'll eat with you, whatever. Um, Still posting the same schedule each day though, just like a different state on top of the of the word document. Yeah yeah oh yeah there you go. The day sheet just the same thing. Wow, it's we 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 just say it you know it's another day in the life. What's up man? Another day in the life. Yep, that's about fucking right. No no not (laughs) presently, but that's all right. We'll be back. Oh, you're right. We'll be back. We will be back. Yeah. And I can't wait, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really... I'll have a new appreciation for it. What are you going to... Are you going back out? You're not... 
I guess Newman's book shows you don't even know. Yeah, um, the George Strait stuff has all been moved to next summer. We had a couple really great shows uh, this summer queued up with uh, Chris Stapleton and Brothers oh, Osborne man. and Little Big Town. Uh, oh, we had a couple big football stadium shows uh, that'll be coming up the end of June, and they would have been at the end of July. And um, right now, yeah, it'll be coming up soon. Yeah, it? so that's that's wow. super sad. But we booked them for next. I think they're rebooked. I say we. I don't have any fucking clue. I just get an email, but. I think they've been rebooked for next summer, so that'll be great. I'll be really looking forward to that, and and I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what else happens. I, know. <laughs> I really can't call it. You know, I, know. I, I don't We're got the number. Now. It's uh. You're growing though. It's that no, no, it's growing. growing. Yeah, but it's a new phase of life because being home, getting hang. I mean, we've been hanging a ton, man. It's been dope. It's, it's been dope. Great. I was but telling uh, Caleb recently, Crosby was like, man. I feel like uh, I, today I almost didn't call you. This was like a couple months ago. It's like I saw you last Saturday and I almost didn't call you today. It was like Wednesday because I was like, oh, I just saw him. It's like, but I'm used to, like a couple days actually feels like a couple weeks because we're always traveling and I'm like used to checking in every now and then. What the fuck are you doing, man? What are you guys doing tonight? You want to get dinner? Are you hanging out? You know, Dude. learning to, hey, what time, what time are you free on Friday? I don't know. You want to come over like three? Yeah, let's hang out. Whatever. Uh, being around and getting to like tune into life and be a part of, life like I was saying before not getting untangled out of my own shit getting so caught up in the flow the go the two two fifty days a year getting off a plane on a bus cab red eye you know whatever it's just it gets exhausting hotels like I mean dude I've spent more nights in my bed this year than I have probably in the last two years combined my own bed it's like that's kind of a different life so wow. tapping into what that has for me and for everybody for all of us Meeting new people, making new friends. Like, I walked up the street. Uh, you know, Lady Bird Taco just opened a great little taco spot up yeah, here on yeah. 10th. We got to go. Um, I just walked up the street there this morning, had lunch, and ran into a couple people I hadn't seen. And, you know, music people who are normally mm. on the road or it's doing real. life, and they're all outside on the sidewalk waiting for food. It's like, dude, what's up? Yes. You know, so that's been really then cool. Having the positivity to not try to run away from those moments. You know what I Because it's easy to run away. It's, it's easy, easy to keep my sunglasses on and not go say, hey. Why not go and experience more Super, life? Super programmed for that. And like just caught up in my own shit. Not because I don't give a fuck. The thing for me, I always just assume, like I might remember somebody, but for a long time I just assumed they might not remember me. So like they might see me and be like, oh shit, I should say hey. And I'm like, well, he didn't know who the fuck I, I haven't seen him in forever. He has no idea. I'm not even going to go say hello. I'll just grab my shit and go this way, right? It's super easy to do that. And it when is. you're when you're caught up in yeah. going all the time, yeah. you know, all the people you see on the road, they're your, your road buddies, they live down the fucking street. You, we just never see each other here, around here. So now that everybody's home and there's a new neighborhood spot, like you end up seeing people, you're like, do you live around here? I didn't know that. I live like a street away from you. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, yeah, what are you yeah. doing? Well, so I'm not funny. doing jack shit. Now I'm yeah. home. Well, let's hang out. All right. So it's, it's a, a time to... Zen. It's time to Zen and get it's in touch with stuff that, yeah. that you know, whatever you feel is important. And whatever that means for you, like there's a lot of people you know still you can't leave the house because they have like pre-existing conditions there. But like, yeah, well that's the thing. It's the thing. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> and their lives are like <laughs> just fine though. It's like <coughs> my dad can't like leave. Yeah, how's he, he doing? He's fine. He's great. He's, he's such a chill guy though. He had yeah, absolutely. And it's Big like chill. just found a found a way to see the positive out of it. It's yeah. like. That's the most, and today being, I see on Instagram, all the Juneteenth posts, and it's like, I think that's really crazy, is like, we're just so resilient, the way we're built, it's like, no matter what we do as a collection 
of people who will find the best way to come out of it. And you have to, and you have to pick victories that are worth celebrating. You have to celebrate. Like, Juneteenth is an unbelievable celebration. It's an unbelievable victory. Yeah. Um, right. Especially for our black and brown brothers and sisters, but it's for us as a society. You know, that needs to be celebrated. That needs to be understood. You know, there, it wasn't until a couple of years ago I, honest to God, sadly, even knew what it was four or five years ago, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, I just learned what it was this week. I mean, that's kind of insane, yeah. you know? So um, that shit's important, uh, and it is a great example of, of how we can come together and find the most positive thing about an outcome and project that forward and I think that's it has to be an underlying energy and if you can reflect that it starts with individuals it has to start it has to start with individuals and then it permeates through one another and it ha- and then you know the goal obviously the social movement is it has to permeate through society it's not enough to permeate through one or two of us it's not enough it has to that celebration of life and joy and defending one another and what what we stand for and what we all believe in that has to be that has to be projected to everyone you know absolutely it's done everyone's on the same level right now there's no celebrity it's interesting to see how everybody's at home and how uh, everyone's kind of been moving through the thing cuz cuz i think the same way when it first starts you're like well i'm affected by this but i don't really know how much everybody else is affected but then you, it doesn't take long you look around you know we're all we're all in kind of a a big thing together. Um, the world's in a crazy, a crazy place. So I think it's more important now than ever to find to find the positive things and champion and celebrate those things, especially within your own communities. In Support, your own house. Yeah, your own house. You know, it's that's where it starts, but it's certainly not where it ends. It has to continue. Yeah, that's you know, and as you go, it's going to go right, and that's part of your energy, and that's <clears throat> that's part of the. That's what it's supposed to be about. Whoa. It's not about me or you, right? Right. It's just about going and being a good, being a good steward of it. Flowing. Whatever the fuck it is, you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just the responsibility of giving light and being nice, you know, showing kindness. Like that's a human responsibility. My God, man. Fighting for each other and the people that can't fight for themselves. Like whatever that. Last night went and paid for gas with cash. First time in three okay. months. Okay. Okay. And it was a guy named Scott. And Scott was wearing some. Dope jeans. He had cool. like on like these old like Carhartt jeans. I'm like, what's up, Scott? That's cool. First time in a gas station in three months. I'm not usually like that because some <coughs> people. I'm an extroverted person. And I've, you I've, are. You're you know, very. Yeah. yeah. Like some people are not intro, Like they're not extroverted to the degree where they, they uh, someone like me like might come off in a way to where like I might be obtrusive, right? Even just by saying hi sometimes. Uh, but I decided to be really friendly. And I, I was like, man, those jeans, those jeans are cool. I collect Carhartt, and it's like it's part of it's part of the way I grew up, and I love it. It's, cool. He's like, oh, he didn't really get it. You know? Right, right. But it was like, <laughs> I, I can get that. It like, uh, you know, just the, the every average day guy might not get collecting Carhartts, you know. But he, I get it. He, he was cool though. He was nice. Cool. He was he was a cool dude. He did this thing though, where I gave him fifteen dollars cash, and I'm like, I'll take sixteen on one. And I I'd counted. <laughs> And he gave me 30. He's like, no one, no one since I've been working. He literally said, no one since I've been working since March 11th has asked how I, how I was doing today. Whoa. He's like, you're the first person I can remember that did that. And it was, and actually smiled, had a genuine smile on their face. And it's like, are you like the literal fact that you're just being aware of what you contribute to others 
like you're talking about, I'm vibing on too. I'm talking about it and thinking about it. Now it's actually manifesting in a way to where that guy just contributed to me using the power he has. Yeah. It's like... Because you're getting it from... You're giving and you're receiving at all times. It's but, and you're not going to receive if you don't give. You could have been, okay, this guy doesn't want to be bothered. I'm not going to... I'm not going to fuck with him. Like, I'll just leave him alone. Huh. But you wouldn't have been able to receive what he had for you, you know? That's I, what I find so admirable about <coughs> your, your art, my friend, is like everyone that... I'm not going to say everyone, but the majority, indeed, of my friends, it's myself included, look what I'm working on that has my name on it. Oh, wow. And you're... Interesting. In the entire medium in which that you create and fulfill yourself through never has your face on it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And it's like, whoa. So yeah. the, the ultimate soil in which you're growing in is based out of selflessness. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. I don't, hear that, I don't hear that ever talked about. Thanks. Right? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really care, man. You know? Oh, <laughs> that's great. I just don't fucking care. It's cool to not care. Yeah, I think... Because you're good at it. It's probably why. Thanks. Probably, you know what I mean? It's probably I don't it. know, man. It's nice of you to say that. I don't actually know. Oh, you um, But that's cool. Thanks for saying that, man. That's yeah, cool. Man. I, I, for, it's just about... Well, I just have I just have a the only responsibility that I have is to myself to just show up and give the best thing that I can possibly give because I have to because I wake up and I think about it like I wake up and I and I think about all this shit and I see things a certain way and I've lived a really lucky like badass 10 12 years on the road with a lot of my heroes who I deeply and greatly admire that are also have become my friends and have allowed me in in a way uh, to like reinvent myself at their behest almost like you know that's kind of nuts you know there's a lot of people that I see on the road and they're like what the fuck are you doing here well, and they're like you're not teching for him like I know that's so and so it's like no no I'm actually just taking photos or like what are you doing here you're not you're not the production assistant are you like no I'm just I'm doing some of that but I'm I'm actually the photographer the tour photographer it's like since when have you been doing that oh like a while a while ago but I just don't I don't really care to make it a thing, you know? It's like I'm just an accessory of what's happening. It's like, a, you know, I'm proud of it, and I don't, like, hide it. You know, like you know me, so we talk about it because uh, we're close. But I think it's about keeping, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't care. I just don't care. I, I care about right. it from a personal place of, hey, man, I admire you, respect you. You're my friend. What do you think? And, like, hey, check this out. Look what I've been oh, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, same You know, here. but in terms, and, and that's how I feel that way from you, too. But you, it's funny, man. We we were talking about this a little bit, I think, a long time ago. Not a long time ago, but kind of how, like, for you, and I know you feel this way, it's not necessarily up to you. Like, you, you have a gift. Uh, you, you have been touched, and, and you showed up, and you worked for it, right? You didn't, you didn't like, you didn't just wake up, and the genie gave you some stuff. Like, right. you, you identified something in your mind, and you you understood what it meant to you, and you went to work. Yeah. And And at the same time, that thing that comes kind of that hides in the corner or that isn't around right that thing thing that we can't talk about or they can't identify it met you while you while you were working right and something special happened and you you're not in control of that and you understand that but you are an unbelievable steward of what you're doing because you're going to work every day and you you have something special that's happening and you know everything that you do all, you're playing your music your aesthetic the whole thing is so organic it's such an overflow of self um, in the most organic way, right? None of it's put on, and that's my opinion. Like, yeah. none of it's put on. It's very genuine because I, I have the opportunity to know you and be a good buddy of you. And I see what you're doing is like, I really admire it because you're putting your whole self into it, and it yeah. truly is. 
it's uh it's just overflow of self and and the people get to enjoy it but but you've understood that it's not necessarily up to you either but you surrendered that a long time ago like you this is what you're doing you know this is what you're born to do is play guitar yes you know and so you've showed up and make music and write and go see the people take the music to the people like all those hard-working people that spend their their hard-earned money to come give guy like you a job and then a guy like me a job you know like all the all the way down how many lives it affects right but not everybody's going out to 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 the people right but that's where it is that's where it all starts so you're you know you're going but you you understand i think and it's a gift to understand it at a young age the way that you have because you can build something really special because you let people in and they see your growth and they grow with you uh, oh, wow. while you grow, you know, and then Whoa. they get to go see you play live and then they're going to come see you again in a year or two. And after all of this has gone off, like, man, I can't wait to fucking go see Daniel Donato again. You remember that night? We had that night. That was the best night. God, that was the best night. Check, check his thing. Is he coming back? No, he's not coming back. But maybe, you know, there, there's people waiting for that the same way that you and I are waiting to go to go do it. Right. To go get oh. to, to go to go be there with them. Right. Like we need that. Whoa, 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 so whoa. understanding, you know, you understand that that is that's what you do. It's who you are. Like, and you don't really have a choice. But you decided that a long time ago. You understood it. So it's not a daily thing. You know, there's a lot of people I think that wrestle with that. Of like, do I need to be doing this? Like, am I investing my life where? Oh, I'm like that. Every I want to invest. best. Yeah, but it, but and I don't like, like. I'm not suggesting that that's like a strategic. That's really interesting. Advantageous place. No, but, but it's like. Yeah, I think there's true. there's a box of understanding in which I would assume that you are functioning you know like you're not going to go become an accountant tomorrow like you might be questioning like well how kind of record am i going to make or how am i going to do this or where what where are are we in the cycle of like this pattern but you're not going to wake up and say all right you know what i'm done doing music i'm i'm not going to like make this my focus right there's i think a lot of people that that can't uh understand that this is what you've been given and blessed with like the special thing came to you and it's like here, and something special is happening, and that's that's what you do, you know. That's the thing. It's um, Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote "Eat, Pray, Love." Are you familiar with that? Uh uh-uh. It's like an unbelievably wildly one of the biggest books ever. Mm. I mean, I don't know my phone. I've heard that, of the book. Dude, I've not I've not, uh, not read the book though. It it might be, it might be like the most famous, like best selling New York Times bestseller ever. And it's about more than Fifty Shades of Grey. You fucking with me, dude. I should find I should find my phone and see uh, how many copies it oh, sold. But she gives she gives. Uh, I, I, oh oh no! Kicking a cup. <laughs> I, I have an old friend. I'm not really worried about it. I'll get that. Never done. Whoa! Second longest one. The first one I ever did was long. It was like three hours. And I learned how to tone it down. But it's like I want to start moving and talking with my homies. So you don't. But you don't. Uh, do you ever like put together like a structure or you just let it flow? Let it flow. You have some stuff you know you want to ask and then you just let it it's go. It's so funny to hear about it. And this actually is a good thing to circle around and like end on where it's like the same thing about like someone asked me the other day like have you ever tried something else aside from guitar to like actually like get uh, solid at and, and, and start to learn how to communicate with and, and do Whoa. regularly. Whoa. And I realize that this podcast is like that thing in my life. Because ever since oh, I started cool. playing guitar. Like it was, that's what I mean. <coughs> it's all it is, a guitar. You build it up and it's like, keep on. The, yeah. the podcast. It's, it's like the answer to what I was asking for, which is like, how do I express myself more? How do I add another room to this building? 
Wow, dude, you gotta start it. And that's then I was gonna. Off. Oh, it is. Gee, okay, man, good. Yeah, because <laughs> I gotta get. Damn. Okay, good. That's, that's, that's incredible, shit, though. That's beautiful. Like, that's incredible. Okay, it is right. It's kind of a cool thing. It's that stuff with the photography too. It's the same thing to me. It's like you're talking about. Do it. Is there a structure? Is there a flow? No. It's like I'm just trying to let time speak for itself. Cool. And it's like the same thing that you're doing with your shots. And like all of a sudden, it's like we're two hours in, and it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's real. Yeah. Well, dude. Oh, this was dope. Yeah, this is dope, man. I'll, you got a new I'll, pipe? Yeah, you got dude. Some dude, thanks, thanks for the, thanks for the new pipe, man. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, Beautiful. that's really generous. Well, damn. Um, dude, this is wild though. So thanks for being like. Oh, it was, it was a cool, it was a cool treat. Can can I tell you one more story? Can we wrap up on I that? Uh, not. not even story, but just about that that Please. Elizabeth Gilbert thing. So she wrote this, Please. wrote this really, yeah. really, really big book. You have to check it out. You pray love massively. Successful, and I, I have an old friend that uh, <clears throat> had made a really, really successful album. Um, and they it was time to make a new album, and they kind of froze, and and recommended this TED talk from Elizabeth Gilbert, and she gives a TED talk about how she has just written "Eat, Pray, Love," um, the biggest it explodes, it becomes wow. a global thing, and now she's sitting down to write the next book and it feels weird like you you know the feeling when you know there's nothing with you while you're creating it feels that way and she was like i don't want you know how do you go how do you make how do you go forward how do you make something else after you've made that because you know here we are we're achieving trying to achieve i mean working hard to like make something great uh in the subconscious of course like you can't try too hard or it's shit but i mean you get it it's a delicate balance of it's your work your life's work you're working and all of a sudden something happens and boom it's huge it's more than you could ever imagine more than you could have ever thought it just hit it it all comes together and then that swells down and it's time to make the next thing and it's like well i don't even really know how did i even make that thing that i just made that just did that oh my god right, right. so how so this. how the hell do i sit down and you know especially getting from one stage to the next stage and then kind of look around you're like okay this is all right you know but this is like some astronomical stuff where she was like okay i don't think i can ever create that again and it became about um for her she talks about in the ted talk of it's just showing up and doing the work and clocking in that was really it and that's kind of where i got kind of at the being it was funny that we had started that before i spilled shit everywhere and it was kind of tying it in you know but it's her, the thing that's in the corner of the room that shows up to help you do your work that makes it special. That by ever, whichever way you tap into, whether it be through literature or the art you collect or the places you go, the people you're with, certainly, right? We're talking about the big filter, the narrow focus, all that stuff. You know, it has to come out and you have to just go check in. You have to punch your card and, and do your work and understand that it's not about you. You don't really have a choice, but you have to show up wow. and just show up. And, she talks about how she'd watch the clock for 45 minutes and then feel like shit. And then the next day, yep. show up 9 a.m., sit down, start working, and yeah. look up one day and it's 6 p.m. Come on. Does not remember eating lunch. Doesn't remember at any point getting up. Has a couple thousand words to account for. And the heart of the next idea through her proofreading comes out of like maybe she's like a couple hours into that. I was proofreading this paragraph and it became clear to me that that's the next thing. It became clear. Think about that. You, know? it's, you don't paint something. Things become clear to you. 
Sure. Exactly. And wow. Wes Lang, he talks about uh, in that, you know, artist in residence, the studio thing. It's on Vimeo, I think. You know, he opens the studio. There's oh, a you gallery. Sent me that. It's that unreal. Wild. And, and he, he sells shows. Uh, to yeah, yeah, he did for a while. Yeah, it was open for, for a bit as a gallery, his <sighs> studio. And he says, I don't understand when it's done. It just tells me it's done. I just look at it and it's done and I stop. He's like, that's how I, because f- they're like, how do you finish it? He said, I don't ever finish it. it just tells me it's done. I look at it and it's it's done. And he talk. There's a there's a painting. His one of his best friends died in a motorcycle wreck. And there's a massive piece that he made in his memory. He's like, this is for him, and it still is. And he said, I don't remember doing this at all. He said, I just heard about his death and I locked myself in here for two or three days and I didn't eat. And I woke up. I like fell asleep on the couch in the corner of the studio and I woke up and this was done. And I don't remember it, you know, but he showed up, he just showed up and did his thing. And that was for something that had a greater meaning, but in the same way, anything that is great is, you know, ever going to happen. You just have to show up and and do your part and clock in and go to work. Right. But understanding who you are and what the work is, is, you know, you got to start there, but for you, you know, you understand. And so you're showing up every day and you're, and you're going to work every day, despite all odds. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's the thing we do, though. I think it's got to be. Yeah. If, if you're going to make anything, making stuff's hard. Exactly. Even, even if it's just hitting the button like well, me and I get to capture what, you know, what you're making. It's still, I got to go show up at least. It's that thing. You know? Man. It's that, it's that, I think the thing that I, I'm learning right now, I think the thing I'm learning right now is that you just do. Yeah. Just go. Go. Just make. The flow. That's go. it, man. Yeah. But the, I think Trina Stagio said you let the results take care of himself. Like Absolutely. That's the first thing. Absolutely. That they, that he thinks about when when they uh when, when like Fish goes to like uh, record a group of songs. And uh. Wow. Wild. It's kind of a wild thing to think about. Just the we've done the work and now we're gonna con- complete our work and then after that it's out. It's well, in the well. ether. It's doing what it's doing, and you're going back to work. Well, that work works. The work you made is going to work, but you're going back in to work Beauty. on the next thing. It just never stops. No, no, no. Well, you do a fantastic job at it, man. Well, so do you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. That's Thanks for having me on. It's fun. I'm thankful for uh, your friendship and all the good times, Come man. Come on, man. Cool Thank stuff, you. yeah. Thank you. And you're wearing it's our a good stone life. shirt. Is that the stone shirt? Yeah, it's a little hot lick on the, uh, on the co- not That's on the collar, but on the breast. Oh yeah, we, we did talk about that. Thank you all for tuning into this uh, this podcast episode. This was a new format for me, bringing on just close friends and, and talking about life and just getting real personal. I just want to bring you guys in the room with us. Like Jason and I hang out all the time, and we always have these just deep, long conversations. And it was about time the world heard some of it. But uh, what's the music we're listening to today? We're presently we're listening to Pink Moon by Nick Drake, and if you don't know that, shame on you. Uh, the song introducing Jason was Waylon Jennings' Ramblin' Man. I'm a Ramblin' Man. Not to be mistaken with Hank Williams Sr. and or Almond Brothers, written by Dickie Betts' Ramblin' Man. And then, of course, always to start off the Cosmic Country podcast, uh, Brown Eyed Women, 1030 Radio City Music Hall, I think 1980, 1981. I don't want to pretend to know. But, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for 
joining the Cosmic Country Club. If you can, please do indeed subscribe to this podcast. Please do indeed leave a comment and please do indeed share. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, most importantly, TikTok, and subscribe to the Cosmic Country Club for free updates, tablature, exclusive content, um, all kinds of stuff, exclusive merchandise as well. And we also just launched a new Cosmic Country merchandise line. We got socks, we got lighters, we got pillows, we have rolling papers, we have biodegradable iPhone cases. <laughs> And we have more vinyl coming as well. Everyone watching the video, obviously, can see that there's 500 vinyl behind me. But we're going to be getting some more coming to y'all. But please do indeed remember that it is thrive, not survive. Love y'all so much. Please do indeed stay positive, stay patient, persistent, and stay cosmic.